Coming to you live from an abandoned storage locker somewhere in Mesa, Arizona. You're tuned into the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham. Attention, Alan Hearn's mom. His knee is better. You can stop worrying. <laughs> and Neil Smith. Even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared, probably don't have a better option. Boom, shakalaka. Hello, welcome in. Important Nonsense Podcast. Steve Bonham and Neil Smith, as usual. Uh, but because of the holiday, we are joined by the Friday Night Insights crew, Jack, Jordan, and Jason. How you guys doing this evening? Well, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it is great to be here with you. I am in the holiday spirit, and I am ready to answer fantasy football questions. So you're drunk? Yeah. Not yet. Holiday spirits. Not holiday yet. Spirits <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Also, for all of those in the audience, I would like everyone to know that if you still make your Bloody Marys or Caesars with vodka, you're wrong. Grow up, do it with bourbon or gin like an adult. Wow. <laughs> Grow up, he says. Interesting. Right. A lot of veteran drinkers just got very offended and shut. See, this I don't know here because Jag, I feel like, night. is just going full hardcore into the holiday spirit here because it was a terrible week in fantasy for pretty much everyone. The Lions yep. have pretty much jeopardized their shot at the number one pick. Hey, as long as they're <laughs> top two, they can either get Thibodeau or they can get Hutchinson, and we're happy still. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. We got a couple of weeks here to go, and they seem intent on uh, going on a win streak to finish this season, get out of the top five real quick. Uh, but we, we have a lot happening. There's there's a lot of hopefully not COVID news on this list. No, 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 no. To deal with. No, that's all we're doing today. Uh, people oh, didn't yeah, get that memo. 100%. We're just doing the COVID roundup for an hour. Yep. That's, that's why we're here. What's that? Yeah, is not ideal. I mean, <laughs> you know, football just ended yesterday, so I'm still very confused about what day it is. Yes, no clue what's going on right now. And we're here two days early. I'm, it's just very confusing. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know why I'm here. You're all, you're all completely thrown off. Uh, so let's do the reverse of what you normally do. Instead of looking back at Thursday night football, we're going to look ahead to mm. Thursday night football. How does that throw you through a loop for a little bit? I can't uh, got... predict a score or tell you what I'm complaining about this week. Yeah, so predict the that's... score. What are, what are you going to be most angry about come Friday when you're normally recording? Probably Wilson not getting a touchdown and then getting robbed by Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel leading the team in carries. All right. I, I know I'm I'm going to be mad at like playing A.J. Brown and him going four for 49 with no touchdowns. That's going to be what I'd be angry about. You, th- how, you think he's going to get that far? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say. I, you know, I was tepid. That yeah, feels that, optimistic. Yeah, I know. One for twelve, and then sat down in the second quarter for no apparent reason. You know what? I'm gonna get on your level now. I'm usually a pessimistic person, but you've brought me down to this. I, I now, now I'm gonna believe that now, and I'm still gonna play him. I, I know it's coming, and I'm still gonna play him. Well, that's fantasy football. Yeah, that's so we have to do that works. PSA like yeah. we do every year in the playoffs. You start, you start, the, you dance with who brung you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that applies to that's not a thing. We don't do that anymore because this year has been weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's true. You go back and you think about it. Think about everybody that you drafted in the first round and how useful they've been. Mm, yeah, all my Saquon Barkley stock. 
We're at the point where it yeah, but is that's a not who brung you. I mean, if you're in the playoff, that's not who brung you. If yeah, you're we're banking on Saquon, you're not worried about the playoffs this week. But it is a legitimate conversation between Ronald Jones and most running backs at this point. Mm-hmm. That's the world we live in. Hey, there were people before week one that thought that was the case. So, <laughs> yeah, those people were idiots. And, until and they week were wrong. 16 is their time to shine. Here they come. Their four and 10 team is so far. John to... Chancey is shaking his fist at you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 49ers Titans. That's the game tomorrow night. Uh, 49ers have Elijah Mitchell ruled out again. Um, at this point, we're wondering, can he be called a league winner even though he's missed the first two rounds of the playoffs? Jack, I don't think that's so. That's your note, so. I don't think so. I <laughs> When I think of a league winner, my definition is the player that carries you through the playoffs. So, so mm-hmm. far, Travis Kelsey, he could be a league winner. Mark Andrews, possible league winner. Cooper sure, Cup. Cool. Those are the kinds of players, the players that performed this past week. Was Elijah Mitchell a waiver wire hero? Yeah. Was he an all-star in terms of fantasy football? Does he deserve an award? All of those answers are yes, but he is not a league winner because he's not winning you your league. I mean that's fair. He 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 probably got you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, absolutely. Regular season star. Regular. Yeah, at, season at this MVP. point, there's no way he's the reason you would win because no. he'd have to play in order for that to be the case. <laughs> I go back to Todd Gurley on his prolific fantasy season. If you didn't had have Todd Gurley. You needed Dion Lewis because that year with the Patriots, Dion Lewis. Or no, was it Deion Lewis? Was that his name? The running back? Yeah, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis was a running back for the Patriots. Running back okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm second-guessing myself. It's been <laughs> He's the guy from the Derrick Henry picture. That yep. Matt so you're also thrown out. off by yeah, uh, that guy. But by if you Wednesday didn't have with. Todd Gurley, you needed Deion Lewis. Otherwise, you weren't going to win. Those two mm. were league winners because if you got to the playoffs – you won your league thanks to them. I mean, when I think of league winners, I think of Neil knows this, how I'm still haunted to this day. Uh, in our long time dynasty league that we play in, uh, I had back to back championships and I was going for number three and I was the number one seed and I got ousted in the first round because Brian Westbrook got hurt and the guy that was the eight seed picked up uh, Bryce Brown. And he put up like 40 points in back-to-back weeks and eliminated me. And then disappeared. In the first never to be heard from again. And then was never heard from again. So uh, that, that's, the type of, uh, that's the type of guy I think of when I think of league winners. We talked about last year, like David Montgomery, who was doing yep. literally nothing the first 10 weeks of the season. Jonathan Taylor, same yeah. thing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden just gets red hot in the playoffs and on the back end, so... Yeah, in, in terms of being an actual like league winner, I would say Elijah Mitchell at this point does not qualify for that. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, now. Elijah Mitchell is a lot like James Robinson from last year. It's like finding twenty dollars on the ground. You pick yeah, it up sure. and you put it in your pocket, mm-hmm. and he was 
the he was the MVP for a lot of us last year. James Robinson was because of what he was able to do relative to price point. Yes, Elijah Mitchell's probably not quite there, and it's going to be difficult for anybody to not name Cooper Cup realistically to win the MVP this year based on what you're getting, which is insane considering the price tag. But that's a conversation for two weeks from now. Well, hold on, hold on. We got a question coming in live from the from the audience. Ryan Alverson on YouTube would like to know Dallas Goddard or Pro Bowler Kyle Pitts. I was going to say, is this for the Pro Bowl? Our opinions <laughs> on that, or is this for uh, like fantasy wise? Because we just had a massive tangent about this. Well, mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl, we have to start with the snub of DeAndre Swift. So I think we're going to avoid that for now. <laughs> we don't have two hours. Right. But, yeah. but Jack, didn't didn't you guys have another? Didn't the Lions have another player they could have put in instead? Well, what, Craig Reynolds? No, I mean, like, did they did they not have another Lions player that went to the Pro Bowl? Nope. Oh, okay. Zero. <laughs> well, TJ Hawkinson might have, but, he, you know, he was hurt. And then... TJ Hawkinson wasn't that good. Let's let no, let's be he was real. Disappointing. I'm, I'm trying to give him a bone, okay? Answer though for Ryan Alverson, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Dallas Goddard for me as well. Yeah, especially after what we saw yesterday. I agree. And so that's one of the things I wanted to touch on on this show. Dallas Goddard for me. He is now in that tier that Mark Andrews was this season, that Kyle Pitts was in this season, where we we don't know that he's elite, but he could be. Dallas Goddard in 2022 could be one of those difference-making tight ends, where it's if you didn't get Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, I'm not even counting Darren Waller at this point because he hurt you down the stretch with his injuries and middling production. So it's the top three of Andrews, Kittle and Kelsey, and then Waller and Goddard in the next tier for me. So we Goddard was essentially there this year, like early on in the off season, he was kind of in that mix. And because everyone thought that Zach Ertz was, was going to be traded to Buffalo. That never happened, and then his his value started to decrease. I got him at like great spots. Well, that, yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Is we had talked about this in the preseason. I was remembering from our own rankings that we had uh, Dallas Goddard at six, and just looking back now at ADP, his actual ADP was tight end ten, which was too low. But right now he's tight end six. Like he's he's exactly where we thought he would be this season. Do I think that's gonna move up like the only discussion at tight end ever is is it somebody from outside the big three or four that moves into it like Hawkinson did for last offseason like two years ago when Mark Andrews moved to that conversation is there somebody that was outside of that conversation this year that moves into that next year and outside of people's love for Kyle Pitts I don't know if there is anybody I think it's still status quo. I think it's still the same people that we were talking about before. To answer the man's question, by the way, as we go round the horn here, it's Goddard this week. over yeah. I think we've pretty much got that unanimous. And then, Jack, you and I will argue all offseason about, about some of what you were just talking about there. We have plenty of time to lay out for it. But my whole stance on this, I've been on this show several times talking about this. No tight end is worth drafting early. Moving forward, period. End of story. Moving on. 
we will not be drafting tight end early at all. I don't care if it's Travis Kelsey. The days of spending a top three pick on any of that, not interested. Let somebody else deal with the headache. It doesn't. There's no ROI on it. When it's you're just as likely mm-hmm. to get. If all I need is for some fat guy to fall into the end zone, I can get Hunter Henry in the twelfth round. Hey, hey, Hunter Henry Fryerman. is not I can get, fat. I can get is Pat Fryerman at roughly the same position. <laughs> okay, like, I, why that... am I investing? Why am I investing in a he's, Cadillac he's got, when I only need baby, a Camry? It's baby fat from Pat Fryermuth, and <laughs> Hunter Henry a is a very in shape person, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he is. Sure. The pads aren't helping him. Visually. Well, I'm just looking at fancy points here. So, for Andrews right now, 243.2 for tight end one. So, that would make him wide receiver five or running back four or QB 13. So, that, that's the only thing I can say that when you're looking at it on that case, I can kind of see it, but you have to make sure that that person is going to be healthy, and you can't. Yeah, so are you going to tell me you're going to draft Mark Andrews in the first round next year? No, but I'm, I'm definitely going to take Kittle in probably the third. Yeah, good luck getting George Kittle in the yeah. third round. Good luck, good luck with that. Good I, I, I wish you luck. luck. And if you can friends, find leagues where that's happening, invite me. Yeah, and well, it's good to play. in the audience that would like those kinds of questions answered that Jason doesn't give his terrible opinion on (laughs) hit us up in the comments. You can ask us your start sits, your waiver wire, your dynasty, hit us up with your questions. Well, really though, like Andrews, I think is kind of a bad example because he was in the same neighborhood as like Hawkinson. He was like the fifth tight end off the board. You could have waited to get Mark Andrews. And right now you'd be cashing for the tight end one. So I think that's that just further proves you don't pay up to get a tight end. You're fine getting one later on rather than paying a first or second or third round pick for you it. Wait and you hope you cash. Yeah. Unless the wheel of wow, 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 wow <laughs> forces you to and make sure all off season long you tune into Jack Knows Best because we're going to be jam packed with content. So check out the patreon.com below because that's how you'll see all of that lovely, this lovely guy, content. This guy's a trained professional. Yeah. Look at him go. Yeah, Noah's <laughs> plugs in now. I am the definition right, uh, of, a I'm going to leave the rest of the notes on here for you guys that wrote them because you have a better hold on them than I do. And it's really messing with my brain too, that I kind of, all right, you went with the orange. You went on like okay. five tangents, so now I've lost track. Of where <laughs> We're up to green. So who's green, yeah, Jordan? That's me. So I was <laughs> yeah, asking. Back to Niners Titans for yeah, anyone yeah. keeping yeah. track. Sorry for breaking everyone in the audience's neck here with what's going well, on. This We're is what go we do back. on Friday nights. We go all we over flash. the place, right. and mm-hmm. this is just how we roll now. But yeah, I was asking if it's reasonable to expect another solid outing by Jeff Wilson Jr. with no Mitchell. Titans are a tough run defense, and if you're using your one of your spots on JWJ on a Thursday and it doesn't go well, you might screw yourself for the second round of the playoffs. So I'm just asking you guys, like, is that something that um, you would want to do? Like, if sometimes you don't have a choice, but right, I could tell you. I mean, this is one of those situations where basically the answer to all of these questions we have tonight that are start sit or just it depends on how desperate you are. Mm-hmm. 
Like, is Jeff Wilson playable? Sure. If the rest of your team is stacked enough that playing Jeff Wilson to this point got you to the second round of the playoffs, you might as well just keep rolling. I mean, unless you've got something better or somebody's been hurt, like if he was your DeAndre Swift fill-in, you're just hoping Swift comes back. That's basically if all If is. he's available somehow after, because he hasn't done anything up before last week, so he might have been available when waivers ran earlier this week he would be somebody that I would target potentially as like an Eckler replacement, but I'm looking at like where, I mean, he's in like the mid twenties for me at running back largely because that's just a function of where running back is at this point. It's kind of a horrible tragedy right now. So what that means is you're kind of talking about, he's, he's not even really an RB two. He's kind of a flex running back that there are worse choices. But if I could get, like, for example, we could do this this way. Would you rather play Donta Foreman or Jeff Wilson? Same game. Foreman. Foreman. Me too. Yeah. Same yeah. Foreman here too. So Ronald Jones or Jeff Wilson? Jones. Oh. Jones. Yeah, Ronald Jones. Yeah. yeah. And before anyone asks, and for those of us you out there, hit us up with your questions. Le'Veon Bell does not matter. <laughs> he doesn't the juice is gone the career is over mm -hmm. he was ready to retire and for good reason because the guy that lost out to Devonte freeman yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's and time. Tavius sure. Murray it's time yeah and tyson williams who doesn't get any playing time right. yeah it's time to retire it's an insurance policy he knows the scheme that's it that is literally it what's sad is that I would normally be like, we don't need that PSA. We're going to move on. We got a jam packed show. I had to answer so many Le'Veon Bell questions at my yep. job because his last name is Bell. And I had to answer this question like 15 times. So apparently well, there does need to be a PSA. Well, I'm the, glad the you did. killer bees are back. Brady, Ben and Bell or sorry, Brady Brown and Bell. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They're, it, they're oh, back. No, no, they're not. It's Ronald Jones. Keyshawn Vaughn is the two. At some point, Gio Bernard will come back. Bell is irrelevant. Well, except for he might be used in passing. That, that's the only Cut thing. His mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> Cut his mic. Thing. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get the hook. Congrats on the seven pass blocking snaps a game you're going to get, Le'Veon Bell. The only reason Congrats. I say that is because. They only have Brown at this point. I don't trust Tyler Johnson. I don't trust Scotty Miller. I'm hoping that Antonio Brown's healthy enough to do anything, but if he's not, I, they don't trust Ronald Jones to catch the ball. Jason, at what point do you think the Buccaneers are actually going to run the football in a meaningful way, that that would matter? I'm just saying it's a pass-catching option. That, that's, that's the only fair. thing that you see him being I mean, evaluated. Because he physically exists, I'll give you that. Yes, because he physically but, exists. Yeah, that's that was the most backhanded, dismissive thing that Steve is capable of doing and still maintaining objectivity. Yeah. I um I have one last thing about Le'Veon Bell before we move on, because we've talked way too much about him. And it's to Jack, <laughs> do, you, do you think he wears a better number with the Buccaneers than he did with the Ravens? I think I saw him wearing a six. Seventeen. Six. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, no, six is way better than seventeen. Seventeen. Oh. No, it's for me. It's, it's twenty. It's, it's no. You can't have to tens. You can't have single numbers as a running back. Doesn't look right. Hey, hey, no, no, no. James Connor and Chase Edmonds look yeah. great in single digits. James Connor though 
shouldn't be in the Pro Bowl ahead of DeAndre Swift. Oh, we're, we're going back to Pro Bowl. He's never going to let it go. Cook. Going George, back you're going to have this sliding. conversation yeah. with him for three years. Mm -hmm. we're, we're just going to sprinkle it in. We can go back to the regular mm -hmm. conversation. Good. Fine, I'll do one more. Would you rather play Rashad Penny or Jeff Wilson? Oh, kind of the same thing. Oh, uh, man. Who's yeah. Seattle? If, you know, if, if you have to make this decision in your playoffs, good for you. If you've made it this far and you're stuck with that de decision. Steve says Rashad Penny. I'm playing. I'm Satan here. I'm giving you the hard choices. I be uh, no because it's Thursday night football. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't yeah. it? I can hear Jack's brain ticking over right now. I the smoke's about to start coming out. Uh, no, Jordan's just sad. No, he can't even make eye contact with us anymore. He's I, just, yeah. <laughs> I just depressed him. I just think all the people that have to make that decision, and my heart goes out. There's, to there's a number of people that are making oh, of that course. exact choice right now. That's. Oh God, I hate it. I hate it. But uh, I would, have, I'd probably go Jeff Wilson. I honestly would. I just don't trust Rashad Penny. He had one game. No, I, I, th I think that's where I've landed too. Well, and I think Penny's actually dealing with an injury. Which... Well, he, yeah, he left the game uh, last week or. Um, it's always doing I guess yes, always it's Rashad Penny. I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. Jeff Wilson as well, by the way, but it's largely because they're gonna activate Alex Collins for this game here. And if Alex Collins even yeah. gets seven carries, it's enough to make a difference. So that's what splits it for me. I'm sorry, I've derailed that far longer than I should have. Let's uh here what here's what I'll say. In the three games since he came back from the injury, Rashad Penny's had ten carries, sixteen carries, eleven carries. He's getting the opportunities, whereas Jeff Wilson, you're really still just hoping he falls in the end zone. Like he had That's 21 correct. carries last week against Atlanta, but Tennessee is a much different animal. Much better defense. Running and, defense. And running. No, 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 no. They used yeah. to be. They have fallen off a cliff. Just well, they fell off a cliff, played... but then they started climbing back up the cliff slightly. Just yeah, because they... they played well against Big Ben and his sorry butt. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Okay. They, they did a good, good job at, at limiting Najee Harris, though. Right. Like, so if it does concern me. I don't like the metrics, though. Najee Harris is an average at best running back. Is the Jeff Wilson better than an average at best running back? No. Behind the 49ers offensive line? Yes. That's that's not an advanced metric. That's the <laughs> line. No, no, no. No, okay. Yes. Sorry. You can't say he's more efficient because his line is better. That's not how efficiency works. No, sorry. I was pivoting back to fantasy football. Jeff okay. Wilson in fantasy football over Rashad Penny. Okay. It's close. It is close. Very close. Yes. It's unfortunate we even have to talk about it, but we will talk about whatever you want. So if you have any questions, hit us up in the comments. All right. The next thing on the list is uh, you want to know about Debo, Jack. Yeah. Does he get running back eligibility? And I mean, where he should already have running back. Yeah, he should exactly. already have it. Yes. But here I, I, I am, the guy playing against Corderell Patterson as a wide receiver because my fantasy league refuses to update players mid-season. That happened to him like five times this year. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> keeps happening. Who, who am I to say who should have what position eligibility? Uh, as a credible fantasy football commentator, you mm -hmm. absolutely have all of the things to say. Where would he get does drafted? He I mean, that's well, yeah. Like, where, where's he going get to get drafted? And does it change with the running back eligibility tag? 
Oh yeah, if he's more eligible, if he's, he's dual he's eligible, yeah, then yeah, it makes him more then, value. Yeah, it'll make. Is it he the one hundred and two then at that point? Oh no! No! no. Oh no! No! God. Who's the one hundred and two no. then? Who's the one hundred and one? Who's the one hundred and one? Okay, I was gonna say John Taylor. One hundred and two is probably Derek Henry. I was gonna say it's well, that's debatable. Coming off the list, you know, I. Ended the careers of Maurice Jones, Drew, and other running backs. I don't know. I think we're we're in 2020 situation all over again. I think the 101 is Jonathan Taylor, and I think the 102 right now is probably Cooper Cup. It might be Cooper Cup. That's what I was going to say. It's really hard for it to not be a running back. Historically, is always several mm-hmm. running backs. That's why I get the question. Right, yeah. if he had running back eligibility, would he get up that high? The answer is maybe, but I kind of doubt it just because of the body of work, whereas people are going to be flying to overpay. And then there's also, you know, like Alvin Kamara still exists. Yeah, Tried right. and true, evergreen. Hoping that it's not a sexy that. strategy. You'd yeah. hope it, you're hoping, but you'll know in redraft, which is what this is geared for. I know we go all over the road, but like you'll, you'll, you'll drunkenly, know. You'll have an yes, idea. Yes, yes, largely drunkenly. Um, but you'll know by then who the quarterback will be, and that'll dictate a good amount of that. But if it was somebody above Taysom Hill level replacement, it might very well be Alvin Kamara again, despite the fact that he missed a couple games. It's I think we're in, we're gonna end up having a lot of the same discussions this offseason that we had this past one. Is yes, Derrick Henry was a dominant force. How long can he really do it? Is this and the he's end? Still RB10. I mean, and he's good and he's gonna slide because of it. Yep. I I think right now in PPR, for me, it's it's Jonathan Taylor's the 101. I think Cooper Cup, because he's that far ahead of everyone else, is probably the 102. And then after that, it's probably Austin Eckler, just because the dual catch eligibility, because he's so young and so talented on that offense. And then you're looking at the usual suspects, Cook, Kamara, Derrick Henry, anybody in there. And then... We have Somebody to see what will. happens in Dallas because I, if Zeke is gone for whatever reason, Tony Pollard is near that yeah. conversation. Well, and you know some dinosaur is going to way overpay for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's all I want to ask. Yeah, like, actually, yeah, I, I want to see where he's going to end up because he can be anywhere in the, really the first round barring yep. the top four or five. But yep. he could be up there. He could even be like even touching the second round. That's going to be interesting to see where it all ends up. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a talking point all offseason. But to answer your question, Jack, no, Debo. Debo doesn't get into that conversation for me. I, I still don't, even don't know. think. Yeah. Even that, without the RB tag. Even without or the, even with the RB even tag. With the RB with tag. The RB tag. But yeah. I, I don't, don't think. think so. I think what we've seen the last few weeks from them, with Ayuk getting mixed in and with Kittle finally healthy, they're using the offense the way that we all thought they would use it, with Ayuk being the number one guy with Kittle essentially being the number two option, and then Debo just being their gadget player that they use in any way, shape, or form that they can. And for the first half of the season, it just worked out great if you had Debo Samuel. And I don't think you can cash on that going into the future because I don't think he's going to keep up that efficiency and production he had at the beginning. Especially if you actually theoretically had Elijah Mitchell actually healthy the whole at the start of the year, and you're not talking about he's fighting with Jeff Wilson for carries. It's a different equation. Rohimo's there. Oh, Raheem yeah, Mostert. <laughs> that's boy. That what a what a way to get Wally pipped. Right, <laughs> happened so fast. By like five guys. Yeah. Remember when Trey Sermon was a thing? 
No. No. Yes. It, I, I was there for Jack Knows Best with the Wheel of Wow. Be sure to follow us. The Wheel of Wow. 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 Submit your name suggestions for the Wheel of Wow. If you can top it, we'll probably go with it. Well, th this has gone swimmingly, boys, because we are a half hour into the show, and now we're to the Titans half of the Thursday night game. So we are just, we are cooking. Through I knew this was going to happen. Through this. We can't help it. Um, Jack, you're going to have to help me with this note. I have no clue what you mean by this shorthand. Ryan at Miami Hill. You don't know what I mean. You no don't clue recognize the fact that Ryan Tannehill has regressed to the point where he looks like Adam Gase's Miami Ryan Tannehill. See, if it was Tannehill, then okay, I could get it, but it's Tannehill. So now you just threw me off. No, it's Ryan, Ryan Miami Hill at this point. because Well, none of it like matters because we have Miami a question Miami. from the audience. <laughs> All right, a two-parter. Two-parter from Rennie or Rene Rodriguez, who still hasn't told us how to pronounce their name. <laughs> We've been spell asking. it phonetically in the chat. We would love for you to spell it phonetically. I just want to be proven right here. Mm -hmm. Dak or Fields, Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson. I don't know why it matters if it's PPR, though, unless you're thinking Hills, you can put him in there, he gets three, three receptions from Kamara or something. Um, wow. Uh, well, we don't even know if Lamar's playing. Yeah. Right. So Didn't that one's today. Yeah, still off of practice. I mean, it was a high ankle, right? That's what I remember. No, it was, it, was, it was a low, it wasn't even a sprain reportedly, it's a bruise. I thought it was the stomach bug. No, <laughs> it's not his irritable bowel syndrome this time, Jordan. However, Lamar probably not playing. Tyler Huntley, is he available? Because yeah, I'd he's a must start. Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then after that, I'm probably looking at Fields as much as it pains me to say that because I don't... I hate I that we're at a like point that, that this is a legit. Yes. I hate that Thank this you. is legit. Ah, Renee yeah. Rodriguez. Nice. I apologize. Renee Rodriguez, I will remember that going forward. Continue, friends. Yeah, I think I'm going to go fields here because I don't trust Dak. I think that Zeke, Silt, Zeke or Pollard takes away the, any throwing, passing touchdowns, and it's just his rushing ability helps him. So... But the other, I mean, you have to go with Hill because you don't even know if Jackson's playing. I, I, oh, I just hate having to trust Fields. Like I know that I know it's the rushing upside, but I mean, if you can't really pair it with like a good passing attack, like it really doesn't mean too much. You just have a glorified running back in your quarterback spot. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of hope that Dak and breakout against the Washington football team who's terrible against quarterbacks. Right. Well, and... two weeks ago against Washington, he was QB 23 with 12 oh, points. I so yeah. it's, that, I get why theory. it's tough to trust. What's, what's difficult for me is Dak has still had at least 200 yards passing every week since week four. He's got, he doesn't have any rushing at all anymore, which we kind of figured coming into the season, coming off the ankle injury, and how that derailed an entire year for him. What's really held him back is he's got three interceptions in the last three games and three passing touchdowns. That's what's holding him back. If he can throw the ball into the end zone like he did before the bye, 
He had at least three passing touchdowns every game up until week seven. And then he's only done that once since then. So he has gone ice cold throwing the football into the end zone, throwing it through the air to get yardage, no problem. But unlike any other position, getting yards doesn't matter for the quarterback unless it's rushing. I see Jack is raising his hand. Because I have a question. <laughs> Does your answer change based on if we get Taylor Heineke, if we get Gilbert Godfrey, or if we get Kyle Allen? Garrett Gilbert. No, no, no. No, I like that way. I like that much better. I like that much better. He is best known, the quarterback for the Washington football team, Gilbert Godfrey. He is best known for his telling of the aristocrats. He is also well known for his performance as Iago in Aladdin. So a multi, he is truly yes. a multi-talented man. He was the voice of the Aflac duck before he got into pro football. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. Well, he, okay. The only reason I have, I know even who he is is because he played for SMU. So that's about all I know yeah. about him. But outside of that, I mean, also Gilbert Godfrey is known for yes. problem child. For really people who are just obscure, that's a great movie. You should watch it. <laughs> that child is the devil. And love. I just love that movie. Sorry. So back to the question. Dak Prescott versus <laughs> I, the Washington football team. Does it change based on quarterback? I don't I think, think so. No, not not for me. I think he puts up the same numbers and they have roughly the same offense either way. I mean, no matter who's at QB the defense has proven they will find a way to let Washington stay in it. So it would change more for me, Jack, if half of Washington's defense got COVID again, and I'm not trying to be morbid. That's like literally a thing that happened. So if that happened again, then it would matter. But honestly, I don't know that you're going to be able to not start Dak, no matter what in this equation, like just looking at what your available options are. Cause I agree with you. I don't know that Lamar is going to play. So I I'd be able... rather go with like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah, doing that, that. Not on a Thursday. With your fantasy football life on the yeah. line, you are trusting Jimmy Gorgeous? Maybe if it's an ad, if it's an advertisement, if we're selling snacks, <laughs> sure. Jimmy G all the way. No. But no, you make a good point, though. Like, if you're going to go Dak or somebody else, I don't feel great about Fields, and I know it's the Seahawks. Like, I would have to have a better option to to take hey, him out. I know Dak's been really – has not Seattle, been playing as well. Seattle's been sneaky good lately. No, Fields, I just don't trust it. The turnovers, the – just it's the all of it, inconsistent yeah. play. Like, how are you going to – it's the same thing. It's like I couldn't trust that either in my fantasy playoffs. I think you, you're going to have to ride with Dak is what I would do. And then – realistically you're hoping Lamar can get can get right and then I think it's a question at that point of if Lamar can't get right would you play Huntley or would you try and roll Taysom Hill that's kind of where I'm Huntley. I'd go Huntley yeah. too after yeah. what Taysom Hill did last week for sure so to me it'd be Dak and Lamar and then even if Lamar's not playing I want Huntley and I'll go Dak Huntley and I'm just gonna I'm gonna avoid the Taysom Hill Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I if this it. is the question, then I would just be Baltimore QB would be the, yeah. the answer to the yeah, question. Jack and then Baltimore QB becomes the becomes the answer. And, and then Hill over Fields. Then Dak. 
Well, we uh, still know assuming he's healthy, assuming he yeah. gets off of COVID, would you rather play him against the Falcons over Dak versus the Washington Football Team? Are we really having this conversation? Like, I, you, you could no, pay still me play to start Dak, Jared no. Goff in okay. the playoffs. Hey, you could that pay me. Is like, the week fourteen NFC player? No, week thirteen <laughs> NFC player of the week. And every other week, he's twenty-five. He had three touchdowns last week, sir. Right, so Justin Fields, by the way. So the game against Baltimore when he only had 11 pass attempts and he got hurt. Uh, taking that out of the equation, his last four full games that he has started and finished, QB finish 5, 10, 10, and 10. It's, it's all about the rushing wow. floor, but he's giving it to you. So oh, yeah, I didn't realize it was that. Oh. That's why this is a discussion because he's given you a solid floor. The, my biggest issue is he's dealing with an ankle injury that he just tweaked on Monday. They're playing on a short week. And if you're telling me that he's not going to have that same escapability, then to me that lowers the floor and it lowers the ceiling for that matter. So what I would rather have Huntley. If you're telling me this is like a, a two QB situation where I you think have that's what to we're pick doing here. I think it's two, two different teams. That's my take. Oh, that could it. be two. That's what, yeah. Well, I, Renee, I, you're still here, I'm guessing, listening to us kind of ruminate <laughs> on this. Feel free to tag on. Well, we'll, we'll add it. Yeah. Um, but, is it but, two leagues or is it two, a two QB league? Yeah, to me, me I would go with much. Dak because he has had the lower finishes the last couple of weeks, but the difference between – Fields and Dak has been roughly four points and Fields has come out on top each of those weeks. But I feel like if he gets those passing touchdowns, Dak gets those pack passing touchdowns. Like I was talking about, then he surpasses fields pretty easily. It's just a matter of who's falling into the end zone for him on a weekly basis. And recently it's just been the running backs. All right, we're, I don't even know where we are in this sheet. We're so lost at this point. We were we, debating. We are, but I do have breaking so news. We haven't gotten through the Titans yet. <laughs> I do have breaking news, though. Saints Pro Bowl defensive end Cameron Jordan, he might be facing a fine because he has been late putting up his Christmas tree and his Christmas lights per Nickelodeon. Oh, my God. Cameron gosh. Jordan is the betting favorite for the MVP officially that's your breaking news yep is this usually what happens we uh we we just had to let jack go real quick jack had to be let him refresh let him him get a drink and see if he gets his mind right is that like the equivalent of being slimed where you just kick them out like yeah, mm-hmm. just slime them real quick. <laughs> just remember that the last MVP ended up as Josh Allen's backup in Buffalo. Okay, so it's so not really a prestigious Cameron Jordan honor. to the Jaguars. Then is that what you're telling yes. me? Maybe Josh <laughs> Allen's backup. Yes, there See you that go. Works. Just keep the tradition going. Perfect. Uh, all right, let's let's try to run through some of this. I was going to say, we? Jack, what is your note on Ryan Tannehill with his regression? Oh, oh, we're still happy. <laughs> <We're already laughs> that, that's what he's going for. No, he he's terrible. You can't start him in fantasy football. That's the yeah. Note. We're moving on from Agreed. the Miami joke, Perfect. but get the nugget out that you wanted. Yeah, yeah, you can't rely on Ryan Tannehill this week in the playoffs. I'm I'm okay with that. That that sounds that sounds right, like sage advice. Julio, we can skip my gloating about Julio sucking this year. You're all welcome. 
Thank you for <laughs> listening to my TED talk earlier in the season. Um, no injury designation, but it doesn't matter. Feelings on Foreman, we already talked about. Is Are we even sure A.J. Brown's playing? No, no it's not no. confirmed. Yeah. But yeah. if he is, are you willing if to If he does, do you trust it? I Probably not. I want to. You, of course you want to, want to, but you saw how well it's, a, just did. it's another thing where it just depends on what your team is. Like, well, I will, if you're in the second round of the playoffs and you're having this debate, what has gotten you to this point without AJ Brown? You've already made other arrangements. Yeah, so I, I have got Russell Gage, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and to or AJ Brown rank them because for well, me, AJ yeah, Brown it, is last. Yeah, last considerably. He hasn't even been cleared. The issue is with Amon Ross St. Brown is Jared Goff. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Also, it, don't care. High five, Jack. <laughs> Woo! Let me just say quickly, if he does, if A.J. Brown does play, the San Francisco 49, 49ers secondary is very banged up, very mm. exploitable. So there is a chance that he could play well, but he still needs to be cleared. You're right. He's still on IR. Who knows? It's it's a it's a roll of the dice, and it's, it's hard to do in your – second semifinals in the playoffs yeah i would think that if he's playing unless you have something that's been absolutely crushing it um you're probably playing him as your flex and just hoping it works out but to me yeah i, I would think he's probably not even going to play they're just going to be as cautious as possible with him because why why try to rush him back he right opens now? the week as wide receiver 30 in the ecr and i think that's largely a waste of time because i really don't see how he's going to get cleared and yeah i'm not worried about it uh all right moving on to saturday browns packers browns are still without basically everyone <laughs> so is there anyone worth starting on the browns if they still don't get like baker mayfield and case keenum back yeah uh nick chubb yeah Get it through yeah big did... nicholas chubb nicholas chubinski but is is hunt back no. no no okay they already covered that this week that's the injury report hunt's not playing this week are you even yeah. looking at the show sheet jason <laughs> you act like i look at anything when i talk. right yeah exactly kareem hunt is one of the many 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 cleveland browns still on the covid list even if he wasn't he's dealing with the ankle injury they've already ruled him out for this week and when we talked to edwin last week he said that for all intents and purposes, Kareem Hunt season's probably over. Yeah, it was a question that was specifically asked. So he's he's not coming back. Is the general consensus for this season? All right. So, so does that shift? DBJ, I like. So if so, if they get cleared, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, are you putting them back into your lineup? Like Baker Mayfield, you weren't playing it. You weren't playing Baker Landry. Mayfield. If he gets cleared, I'll start Jarvis Landry. Yeah, just because no. they literally have nobody else. That's really exactly the point. Yeah. Okay. There's no one else to throw to. Yeah. yeah. I would say deep flex. Why, why do you hate Donovan so much? Oh. I love Jason. I want to find it's someone that loves hating like, him. Just... It's it's Baker hating throwing him the ball. Yeah, That's the problem. I don't hate Donovan Peoples Jones. I, I like feel him like quite John a bit. Travolta in the meme. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch uh, Donovan Peoples Jones run routes and play football and get the ball hits him in the hands and he doesn't catch it? Like, is that he got really well defended this past week? They had so, two, two, uh, no, he dropped some open, open. I'm so close to making a derogatory motion at you, Jason. <laughs> so, so, Brown, like, I'm so close. So, Browns, Nick Chubb, maybe Jarvis Landry. That's it. Don't care yeah. about the tight ends, irrelevant. Packers, 
what's going on in the backfield? Exactly what should have been happening all along. <laughs> 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 Welcome, America. It's another victory lap for Steve. <laughs> That's right. Take that, clean eye. Merry Christmas, filthy animals. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they're splitting the carries as they should. Like, he is a monster. We've we've already said AJ Dillon, he is Derrick Henry light. And he's basically on the same career trajectory, just being held back by Matt LaFleur, refusing to give him the touches he deserves. And eventually he'll fly and break free. Or Matt it's, LaFleur will get fired and he'll stay right where he is. And Matt LaFleur will get a new job. They're too good. They're too good for that to happen. But, I mean, he's getting pass-catching work. He's getting the between-the-tackles and the goal-line work. Like, he's been more efficient and a better back in general than Aaron Jones has. They're a lot closer in the rankings for me than they ever would have been at the beginning of the season. But I feel like you got to start both of them if you got them. Yeah, there is I one note. That. There was, I was say, there is one note uh, just for the Packers in general. MVS was added to the COVID list, which is not Whoa. normally something we would spend time even discussing. But given the amount of schlock that is being asked to be started across because of all the different COVID things, that was actually on the radar at this point. So one, one less Lazard name. Becomes well that was going to be my question to to the room was, is Alan Lazard a thing for this yeah. week? If you were wide receiver I, I, three slash flex for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I agree. If MVS isn't going, then Alan Lazard suddenly becomes attractive. He's the home run swing. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, and Saturday night game is Colts Cardinals. Yeah. And do we need, do we do need we... to just lay out for Jordan? Is this what <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <sighs> that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna put Go ahead, myself Jordan. on mute and uh wait, where, where Jack, where is the, the note about uh Carson Wentz comeback player of the year? I didn't oh, write I that. That was that, that was because you because we, we were running out of time. <laughs> and, and you and you got rid of that? Like that is an important nugget of information that I wanted well, to Well, it's because he People are saying he should be the betting favorite for comeback player of the year. Okay. Why? I, I little, he I hasn't been that hey, good. That's, you know what? That's, that's think about who should be the comeback player of the year. That's all just silently take 47 seconds, one for each of his passing yards this past week. And just think about Carson Wentz as, as the comeback player of the year. Exactly. He hasn't been that good. Would I be the comeback player of the year if I could turn around and hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor? Is that the criteria? Ryan Tannehill won it doing that, so why not? (laughs) At least Tannehill threw the ball to A.J. Brown, though. I mean, Uh, Michael Pittman, Pittman, exactly. Even though that hasn't been a thing in a while. Uh, I'll say though, I just wanted to now say I have that to look. Now you've <laughs> thrown me off on a tangent. Now right, I Steve's have Steve's gonna to go look. do research. We're gonna continue the show while that happens, and he'll All circle right, back around with us. Uh, so the question directly becomes for the Colts. Segwaying away from Carson Wentz comeback player of the year, the most asinine conversation I think I've ever heard. <laughs> like, and it, there's no chance if that was to happen. I just I'm retiring. I'm just done. I'm hanging it up because the world makes no sense anymore. I'm just old and in the way at that point. I don't know what the kids are. I'm not down with the kids anymore, if that's how we're voting. But I think the legitimate question is, does Carson Wentz slash Michael Pittman combo come back in this game? Or is this yet another Jonathan Taylor does everything 
because Jonathan Taylor does Jonathan Taylor things. What do we think? Well, I think you can expect Jonathan Taylor to be Jonathan Taylor. I like. I feel like every game he's like at least good for twenty carries, a hundred yards, and a touchdown. But it's just a matter of you're right. Like, is like, are they going to have to like air it out? Like, is it going to be one of those games that they're not going to be able to like rely on the run game, be up by a comfortable amount, and Carson Wentz does have to throw the ball because that's when I think Pittman does get involved. I think it just depends on game script. Um, and I, the way the Cardinals are playing, I don't know how it's going to shape up. Like what they showed against the Lions, like <laughs> I was pretty pathetic. I think they got caught with their pants down. I think they got well, caught napping. Well, it seemed the like reason that. for that. Oh, here we go. Is because Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> like most college to NFL coaches, is a grifter. Mm. <laughs> Urban Meyer was a grifter. Mm. This guy Kingsbury is a grifter. Matt Rule is a grifter because Matt Rule is talking about shifting between Cam Newton, who hasn't been good, but he won't even commit to Sam Darnold, who also hasn't been good, but you have under contract next year. You have to play Sam Darnold. I cannot wait to to do it. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you in the offseason properly about is there any reason to ever hire a college coach to coach in the NFL for your NFL football team ever under any circumstances? Because I've, I've seen very little evidence to suggest that there ever would be a reason to do that Maybe. based on performance. I if you right, went I, and hired I my research, yeah. we'll, we'll have that conversation in detail. If in you the went, off-season. Uh, I'll summarize it quick. If you went and hired a Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, who is a guy who builds things, maybe at hiring any big division one coach. No. Okay. Uh, He, he failed his first time in the NFL. So no. And he hasn't been that great. His second Russell Wilson carried him. Steve, go ahead. All right. So in 2019, when Ryan Tannehill won comeback player of the year, uh, remember, he relieved Mariota halfway through the season. So he only had 10 official games started. Uh, so on a per-game basis, Ryan Tannehill had a 70.3% completion percentage, 228.5 passing yards per game on 24 pass attempts. Carson Wentz has 31 pass attempts per game right now. completion percentage, 214.6 yards. Uh, He's averaging about half a touchdown less per game through the air. And 2% less of his completions are resulting in touchdowns. So it's it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison. It is close. He's getting sacked significantly less than Tannehill was too. So yeah, playing behind yeah, the better line. Yeah. He did. He, he was getting sacked a lot in the first three games. Like that had a lot to do with why they they started mm-hmm. off slow, um, and then they they just figured it out. Uh, but no, it, it let, let's just end it. I was I was kidding, and I just want to say, let me just tie a bow on this. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott won that award before the first week ever started. It's like I'm serious. Like it, yeah. like. If you didn't put money on that future, what are you doing? Like that was that's all they have money. to do is finish what they've already started and just make the playoffs. Right. You don't have it. to win a playoff game. Just got to get. Just got to get there. And they were talking. That's he's it. treading water now. It doesn't matter if he makes right. it. Yeah, it's take the playoffs. Not relevant. It's his. It's his to lose. So let me just put a bow on the Colts here. 
do we all think it's a big Jonathan Taylor game? Is that likely? Every I think game's that's, a big Jonathan Every game's Taylor. a big Jonathan Taylor game. I think you're at this point, if you're counting on huge passing numbers from Wentz and Pittman, I prepare for disappointment. They you might the, not have better. The Cardinals offense. just got destroyed by Craig Reynolds. I'm pretty sure Jonathan. Yeah, pretty sure Jonathan okay. Taylor can do it. And then while we have uh, Jordan right here queued up, uh, let's go to the Cardinals real quick. I know you wanted to talk about Edmonds versus Connor, but I have precious little in the way of details on that. Yeah, like so. Obviously, when Edmonds was out, Connor was like a fantasy boon. Uh, he was get he was like getting all these receptions, getting all these points. Now that Edmonds is back, it, it seems like Connor's taking a little bit of a back seat. Maybe it's back to what we saw earlier. Um, you know, kind of a 50-50 split. We don't know if Connor will get those goal line touchdowns. Probably will. I'm just asking, like, is it going to affect one or the other? If you've been riding Connor all this way to this point during that stretch, do you have confidence putting him back in? Because I don't think you're going to get what you were getting before. And if you have Edmonds, do you use him this week? Uh, it's a, it's a tough rush defense. The Colts do have a good run defense, but, uh, they can get gashed from time to time. And I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah. Because of who they're playing this week, I'm okay going with Edmonds. Outside of that, I I don't trust Connor to find the end zone, which you're really kind of basing it on. Well, okay. So here's what I would say too. At the beginning of the season, it really was, they were trying to get their footing and they weren't giving James Conner a lot of snaps. Like he was barely involved in the game plan for the first two weeks. But from week three on in PPR, his finishes were RB 14, 9, 32, 35, 23, 19, and 1. And that's all with Chase Edmonds playing. Like those are all the games that Chase Edmonds was in there. And then he got hurt. And it's been the James Conner show since then, but he was getting a majority of the touches, the goal line, the red zone work anyway. Like really all that was happening is Chase Edmonds was taking away the pass catching, but from weeks three through eight, I mean, like I just listed there, he had a grand total of four targets, James Conner, and he still was a top 20 back three times. So yeah, I'm if you've been rolling Conner to this point, you still are as long as he's healthy. I mean, you got to just ride it. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel as confident that you're going to get the yeah. gaudy numbers. I don't think he's getting, a top 10 guy like he had been with. What's your other Edmonds option? Lineup, but I, he's still got to be at least a, an RB2. Uh, all right, Sunday. Lions-Falcons. They look to potentially be getting all of their people back. Jamal Williams is back off the COVID list. DeAndre Swift is back at practice. Theoretically going to play this week. Those Lions, they're really pushing to get out of the top five. They hate good picks. Um, so they signed, the decision. they signed Craig Reynolds to be their surefire number three. Sorry, Jamar Jefferson. Ah, I don't know about that. He <laughs> might be the number two. Oh, you think Jamal he's Williams. taking Jamal Williams' job? Who's if you're saying better? Jamal Williams is looking for work, Hear it important nonsense. We would just like to say uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, no, no, no. Door is always open. Whatever you want. He yeah. will be- let me know. Hit me I up. Love him. Hit me Jamal, up. Jamal Williams. Yes, we need to reach out to him. We'll mm-hmm. do that in the offseason. I through my connections with the Believe in Lions podcast, I'll Definitely. try and get I in miss touch. those episodes of Jamal that we need to get that yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. However, I think Craig Reynolds may have won the RB2 job. Maybe not immediately. Maybe not this week. Neither of them are playable because of this. Mm-hmm. Swift is. But long term, 
Craig Reynolds is a dynasty asset. Yeah, it's a very interesting ad if he's available on your waivers right now. Certainly someone to hold on the back end of your bench because even if he isn't the guy immediately or he isn't the guy at the start of next season, it was only a two-year deal for Williams. So beyond that, he could certainly have a role. Um, Let's see. Who do you trust on the Falcons this week? We kind of talked about Pitts a little bit. It depends on your other options. I would still trust Pitts inside the top 10 at tight end. It just depends on who else you've got. In the case of Goddard, I would absolutely go Goddard instead. But Pitts has been fine. He's been a little bit more consistent recently. And then Russell Gage has been on fire. Anybody other than that? Like Corderell Patterson is what he is at this point, right? You still got to play him, but he just hasn't been as good as you wanted him to be from the beginning of the season. I think those are the only three starts. It's yeah. it's Patterson, it's Gage, and it's Pitts. And who else on the Falcons would you Unless Jason's going to push Alameda Zacchaeus on us, then. <laughs> oh, he's learned. He no, couldn't even make eye contact up. with you. He couldn't up. even he couldn't even be bothered to make eye contact with Jordan. He just he just no. All uh, right, good. We'll move on. Leave your Actually, body. I, I was busy going to our dynasty league and picking up Craig Reynolds. <laughs> smart. <laughs> smart. Smart. That you, is you smart. Were, you were focused on something. Like, yeah, I know that is this. smart. I got real off at what we were talking about. I'm like, this should be something that I go for. Yeah. <laughs> uh Rams oh, Vikings. Uh so if you got burned by Henderson last week, are you trusting him this week? No, probably not. They I more- can't believe it. Sony Michelle is the yeah. RB one in, in LA. Well, it, it's the same thing though, right? It's we talked about this before, where they're giving him the between the tackle stuff. He's just not a pass catcher. He never has been. Like Henderson, eventually will get worked back into that like third down role, but I think he's still banged up and dealing with injuries. And with them being so thin at running back, they know what their long-term goal is. It's not to win a game in week 16. Their long-term goal is to win it all. So they want their whole team as healthy as possible. And in order to do that, I think they're going to preserve somebody like Daryl Henderson until they actually need him in the playoffs. So yeah, let Sony Michelle have as many carries as he can possibly handle right now so that your actual skilled players are ready to go when it matters. Yeah, because, like I said, Sony Michelle looks like the RB1. Henderson doesn't look great. Yeah, there's a reason for that. It's injury. But Sony Michelle is a RB1 in fantasy. Who'd have thought? Oof. Not me. So is this like um one? Is this like last season now? So if you're doing, thanks to our sponsors at uh, Underdog, remember to use promo code NONSENSE if you want to go ahead and play along. They are doing the playoff best ball where you can draft teams based on players who perform in the playoffs. Uh, So if you you were interested in doing something like that, Jack, and you were looking at long-term, so... You would have Sony Michelle and you've got Daryl Henderson. Is Sony Michelle this year's Leonard Fournette? Oh, I don't think so. That's why this motion, then you compare it. Oh, he could. Because be. remember last year, Ronald Jones for the first like 13 weeks of the season was an RB1 on the Bucks. And then all of a sudden he gets hurt. They give a bulk of the load to Leonard Fournette, like they should have been doing all along. 
And Leonard Fournette is the one they end up riding through the rest of the regular season and all through the playoffs. And then he's just the guy the following season. Now that won't be the exact situation here because even if they do ride Sony Michelle, the rest of the way, they'll get cam Ackers back next year. But I mean, could I'll it say for, for this time, would this be Sony Michelle flipping the script? I'll say this for the playoff best ball run. You have to build lineups with both. And you have to build lineups around both. And by that, I mean, to win a tournament, it's really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. I had 30 tournament lineups. I had, I think, five that were eliminated in the quarterfinals the first round of the playoffs that made it to the playoffs and i have one out of 30 that is making it to the semifinals it's really really hard to win a best ball tournament so to do it effectively you have to hedge and i don't mean hedging on your individual teams you cannot build a playoff roster with both henderson and sony michelle but you have to build playoff rosters with both because if you don't, you're really flipping a coin. And that's all I can say. I don't know that I can make a definitive seal of approval other than the fact that 2022 Cam Akers, let's freaking go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vikings, we have no notes because why? Why would you, right? It's just. You know oh, who you're starting. Amazing, that's why. It is what it is. You yeah. know who you're starting on the Vikings. Oh, Justin Jefferson. Just a question yeah. of whether or not Thielen gets cleared. If Thielen uh, does get cleared, you're probably going to start him. Realistically, probably don't have better choices. And Osborne goes back to the waiver wire. That's that's really it. It's not a hard team to kind of analyze. Uh, so Jags and Jets. Carlos Hyde season's over. They put him on IR dealing with the concussion. He missed this past week, and they said they're just. You know, erring on the side of caution. I feel like this is, you know, not to put any conspiracy theories out there, but this is just them. We never wanted Carlos Hyde. This was an Urban Meyer thing. We want to give James Robinson the <laughs> workload. So uh, James James Robinson, he's the bell cow. How high does he go now rest of season? He's an RB1 rest of the way. You have I... to think, right? I mean, he's not really competing with anybody. They're... Nick Chubb or James Robinson? Nick Chubb, oh, pure talent. Yeah. Nick Chubb. I will say I have Robinson at like eight in my in my running back rank. See, that's the thing it's though. Like they're that. both, they're both up there. Yeah, I don't know about rest of the way. I'm still doing week by week there with that. But for this week, yeah, he'd be top ten for me this week, Robinson. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably about right. He's going to be in that neighborhood, if nothing else. We can argue about individual numbers if we really want to spend the time. But frankly, I don't think it's worth it. That's how ugly running back is, folks. And I will say I did appreciate last week the the stuff at Urban Meyer. Get out of here. We'll give James Robinson 30 carries attitude. It wasn't quite 30, but yeah. I appreciated it where it was like, oh, so the second Urban mm -hmm. Meyer gets out the door, everybody else is like, no, James Robinson, right back to his normal job. Right. So you can kind of see where the problem was in yeah. that regard. And then my only note on the Jets uh, was that Michael Carter was added to the COVID list, but the other Michael Carter, yeah, not the running back, back. The right. Michael Carter. Good note. Um, so w if you saw that pop up on your news feed today, just 
<laughs> understand they have two Michael Carters. Tevin and Coleman didn't suddenly become yes. like a conversation again. Right. Uh, Giants Eagles Daniel Jones season is officially over dealing with the neck injury. Uh, and Mike Glennon got benched. Do we even, is he going to start or is it going to be Jake from yet? Okay. So I Which feel like it's Jake from yeah. yeah, it's, it's if, probably Fromm's job to lose. I think either way, if the Eagles are available in, uh, in, and you need to play a defense, there's a good streaming option for you one. right there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, is why there, you should have picked them up a while ago. Yeah. Is there anybody Only worth starting on the Giants? Told you that. <laughs> is there anyone worth starting on the Giants? Saquon. Is yeah, Saquon I mean, worth starting? You probably that's don't have time. better choices. Yeah. Like, what, what are your other options? Do you not? If you got to this point, is Saquon the reason you, you got what? there? That's actually fair. You might have better choices by now. I mean, you had to have a contingency plan. No, 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 no. It's a good note. Let's see. Let's see. If Austin Eckler out, Justin Jackson, I'd even for, play over. For argument's Martin. sake, though, Neil, you're right. The only one that you would consider is Saquon. Yeah, is Saquon, and he'd be somewhere like around 22, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in RB two flex territory. Yeah. yeah, it'd be yeah. Saquon if it's anybody. I don't know if Jake Fromm is named. The oh, you, you know my theory here. Don't go down the rabbit hole, I, no. It, it's a tight end, and I'm going to say it because I have to. Every time. Don't, put, don't push Evan Ingram on people, Jason. <laughs> Evan Ingram can't be on okay, No, this is slanderous. I can't. I can't. No, that's. Let's Only on. because it's a backup. You, you got to trust it. No. No, you no. don't have Sucker to trust it. Swinging baloney. No, hard pass. Hard pass on all of what he just said. Jason just <laughs> lying on. Not international television. Uh, all right. So you're the question that you have here on the notes, nerd man, is are we trusting Hertz after his first game against the Giants? Yeah. So, so a couple weeks game. ago against the Giants, he was QB 27. He had three picks, no touchdowns. That, so, that's the whole reason I brought it up because I was just like, I know that he had such a bad game. But he was dealing with injury. I just, hmm. I feel comfortable starting him. You he should. Has been very consistent because yep. he has that rushing floor. But it's just something that I wanted to ask you guys because yep. people won't just believe what I say. Yeah. So again, yes, he finished QB twenty-seven week twelve against the Giants. He finished QB twenty-five week eight against the Lions. Go figure. Yeah, the two defenses that shut him down, the Giants and the Lions. And yes, he's playing the Giants again, but literally every other week he's been a top twelve option at Mm -hmm. QB. And outside of, yeah, outside of Week Nine against the Chargers, when he finished exactly twelve, he's been a top ten option every week. So, yes, he's he's an absolute. I don't care. You must start it if you. This is one of those dance with the one that brought you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's a bad matchup. Yes, he had a bad game against them before. But if you're There's in every the second chance. round, he's the reason you're in. There's the every second. chance he does what he did literally yesterday. And he turns the ball over twice and then falls into the end zone twice and then throws a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game. And at the end of the day, you smile. Yep. Every also, chance. if you have somebody like that, you could even consider playing over Hertz, like a, a Herbert or something like that. <laughs> well, then screw you. Okay. What are your first world problems? <laughs> Get your first world problems off my show. 
but uh, like next uh, what was it a couple of years ago when we were doing this show and somebody said who, who, who do i start lamar or mahomes i don't know oh, there were multiple times oh, when we, we when we were on with like uh that. with john two weeks ago we had a question and the guy who answered had like i forget what his his options were but it was yeah. six like <laughs> rb ones he's like which three yeah. should oh, i play yeah, I, yeah I, I was play. watching that show yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like what do is you... this team that guy that's in the super competitive six team league. Yeah. yeah. I, I have that. a question about your next note though, which is, do you play an RB for the Eagles? I'm just grammatically confused by it. Like, <laughs> should you play a QB, an RB for the Eagles? Is a different question. Like the, the way that's phrased, just like, kind of like you? shut my, cannot like, figure that can out. You? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my thing. I'm not willing to trust an Eagles running back. I, I don't like how they're splitting the carries. I don't like it. You know, Hertz is probably going to steal the touchdowns. I just so given the option, would you start any of the Eagles running backs? And if so, which one? Well, I'd have to be Sanders. Yeah, I hate Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders is a horrible, terrible NFL player that nobody should have rostered. If you have Miles Sanders and you're in the second round of the playoffs, it's because whoever drafted Miles Sanders cut them. And you picked him up off waivers and stashed him deep on your bench until this point. And now congratulations. You've done it. He has back-to-back games over 120 yards rushing. He's been a top 15 running back in PPR the last two weeks. Yes, that you, you would play Miles Sanders because if your team somehow isn't in the consolation bracket, then yes, Miles Sanders would be the guy to play. If you're asking me if like do you want to stream Jordan Howard as yeah, Jordan some sort Howard of weird Boston replacement, Scott like in a game not, well, no. not doing much for me. Jordan Howard had 70 rushing yards last week and he does occasionally do stuff, but you're gonna ask me to count on that in a playoff game? No. Not if I have other options. And then the only advantage you would Smith? have if you if for some reason you do have to play Howard is if Jake Fromm just absolutely craps the bed. And Philadelphia just runs. It's a absolutely. blowout. It's a blowout. Yeah, okay. And it's they just rest the starters. In the third quarter, yeah, but you're not yeah. just Jordan Howard all fourth quarter. Okay, but that's sure. something that you can't rely on. That's not something you can put Jordan Howard in confidently and believe that's going to happen. Right. Uh, and then, are we trusting Devonta Smith? No, never have, never will. <laughs> never will. <laughs> this season, maybe state. never. Will, uh, yeah, that's but... a good point. That's probably overkill. But for the for the for the purposes of this season, no, you can't trust it because you'd have to trust that but, Jalen yeah. Hurts was going to consistently get the ball to one specific person, and that's not. And he well, does. His name is Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I was going to say he does. But it's Dallas Goddard or himself is the other like one the, I was, uh, would have accepted there. That, that's the biggest problem with that one. If for me, maybe next year, maybe long term, it turns around. But yeah, no, not. Can't trust it this season. And again, if you're in the second round of the playoffs and you've been playing Devonta Smith to this point, wow, congratulations. Like your the rest of your team stacked. is amazing. You might not have a better option. It's theoretically possible you could flex him, but you're asking me if I trusted it. Uh, Bill's Patriots, Emmanuel Sanders logged to practice, should theoretically be back. Gabriel Davis had a monster game with him out, but good news, Karma finally caught up with Gold Beasley. So now... Gabe Davis should still be a starter. And wh- where are you ranking Gabe Davis this week? He was wide receiver four last week. He has been a wide re- receiver three or better in th- uh, three consecutive games, four of his last six, five of his last eight. He's been wide receiver 23 since week 10. 
the thing about that is he really should have been starting all year. The Bills did themselves a disservice by starting Cole Beasley. What they should have done, put Emmanuel Sanders in the slot, put Gabriel Davis on the outside opposite Stephon Diggs. That is how they should have won. However, they catered. They took a shot on Cole Beasley and it didn't pan out. Now, Gabriel Davis is at minimum a top 20 wide receiver. I would say he, the way they've treated Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs is a, not that great. Gabriel I mean, he's Davis. He's a great wide receiver, but not in fantasy. Yes, yes, right. yes. This season. Okay. I, I Gabriel, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry. I, I don't I don't want to don't need that slander. I, we don't need I Aiden do, sliding into your DM. You don't need that DM. sound yes. I, I don't need the, the clip chimps out there clipping <laughs> me saying Stefan Diggs isn't good. I'm talking about the role, but Gabriel Davis, most importantly, has taken over for Dawson Knox in the touchdown department. Yeah. And that is the key. Well, I mean, to me, it's still I would of the Bills receiving core, I would still start Diggs number one and then of Davis course. two. You have to. Like I I would I'd play him over Sanders if that was your other option. Mm-hmm. I would play him over Knox if you were talking about a flex. I think he's the guy Knox with the higher is not ceiling. startable if Gabriel yeah. Davis is starting. To me, I think Davis kind of slots into where Cole Beasley has been the last few years is he's in that mid twenties range for wide receiver at this point. High-end wide receiver three. With even more upside. Right. Which, depending on your lineup, that factors in. Because Cole Beasley was always the reliable option. Right. Davis, he's a ceiling option. Mm -hmm. We just saw it. And with Cole Beasley, too, it was all about PPR. Because it was just, he gets the receptions and he gets a small amount of yards, but never really the touchdowns. So it was just volume that made him so valuable. And in half PPR and in no point, then he didn't really have much value. Whereas Gabe Davis, I feel like across all formats, is probably in that same range. Let's see. Uh, Kendrick Bourne's on the COVID list. Any chance that Zach Moss is just like completely inactive the rest of the year? Probably. I'll tell you this. If they don't activate him for this game to try and establish the run and they let Matt Breida trot back out back out there after doing nothing for weeks, yeah, he's not getting activated again the rest of the year. You'll I know, you'll know this week. You can probably drop Zach Moss. Oh, that's a better oh, thing. That's, you could have so, done that two, done weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. People will ask. I'm just letting them know. Yeah. That's another option. You completely just drop off your bench. Uh, on the Patriots side, Kendrick Bourne's on the COVID list. He was pretty reliable for a while there until that winter storm game kind of destroyed everybody on the Patriots side. Of He's the an interesting one for next year. Yeah. Um, Damian Harris still working on that hamstring injury, trying to come back. If he comes back, do you trust him? Yeah, because Ramondre Stevenson. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. He just did it. There it is. That's it. If only on. someone had been telling you that Damian Harris oh. is more talented than Ramondre Stevenson. If only, if yeah. only there were multiple people on a staff of this wonderful website telling you that Damian Harris is better than Ramondre Stevenson. And that's why yes. you should check out patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it.
He's got it. Uh, we have this content all year. You might yep. as well take advantage of it. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. We already talked about the Ravens a little bit with Lamar and Huntley's a must play. Bengals, Joe Mixon left early with an ankle injury, but he was back at practice already today. So the fact he didn't even take Wednesday off kind of shows you he should be good to go for this week. Well, and the most uh, important thing is he was in for the kneel down snaps at the end of the game. Hmm. He's playing. They don't put a guy at, with an injury out for the kneel down snaps. No, but I wish they'd put in a backup quarterback. I mean, the Packers do. And then the backup quarterback tweets out pictures of his grass stained <laughs> knee. Hey, don't make fun of Kirk. Okay. <laughs> Chargers, okay, I get a check. Chargers, Texans, Austin Eckler's on the COVID list. He's not officially ruled out because with the new testing protocols, he could still play. But if he doesn't, Justin Jackson got to be top 15. Right? Neil, I'm going to do my absolute best to find a goat to sacrifice this week. In the <laughs> All right. Help me out with that. Because yeah, I need him too. I need, I, I need him very badly. So I am Sacrifice your goats. Get Austin Eckler right. healthy and off the list. All right. Sacrifice your goats. New t-shirt. Put that down on here. <laughs> Sacrifice your goats. All right. We got all kinds of dudes. We got a new name last week from Edwin. It's yeah. perfect. It's all coming together. Sacrifice your goats. All right. Perfect. Plenty of offseason projects for me to work on. Uh, on the Texans side, Brandon Cooks also added to the COVID list uh, after back to back top 15 performances. That means the one and only Texan anybody should care about is now on the COVID list. And if he's out, that number drops down to zero. Are you telling me? Oh, oh. Rex Burkhead. What about you heard what I said? Oh, poor Rex. You heard what I said. It's so mean to Rex Burkhead right now. For no life has already been so mean to him. He doesn't need you like piling on. Well, yes. It really depends if Drew and James is out. No, it, no, doesn't. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, because of Nico. No, it doesn't. That, that's the only reason Nico is a deep threat. If Drew and James is out, I can see him getting a long ball. Jordan, this is how this show used to work on Fridays when it was the four of us. <laughs> this is literally how this show would proceed. It does not matter. It would take forever, and we would just all pile on Jason. I want to say Jason's like racing in when he worked with us. Like, I, obviously, like, there's the one outlandish thing he'll say, but like, he's bringing Fast and Furious now. Like, no, it's because he's back in his environment with Steve and I trying I, you to, know what? I'll put in a antagonize us. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, change my mind. I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you one. If Brandon Cooks doesn't play, there is still a chance that a Texan would matter this Sunday. And it's if we get a news alert that Deshaun Watson is playing. There you go. Then I will give you. One Texan matters this weekend. Yeah, Davis Mill. Oh. <laughs> I I agree. With, I agree with you, Steve. There is. I was just no, being facetious about Rex Burkhead. There's no Texan that you'd actually want to start or no. feel good about. Like, nope, if, and if, probably not in 2022 because Davis Mills is probably the starting quarterback. So, moving on I'm, from the Houston yeah. Texans because Steve was right to give up on them. Hundred percent, always right. What, where, uh, what is Neil doing here? B Bucks Panthers. What am I doing? I'm laughing at the fact that Steve Bucks. left his fandom like an unwanted child at the fire station. Yep. Like Sad. that's literally what happened. 100%. Like that's it, it tickles me. Uh, the Bucks are banged up. You've got Mike Evans dealing with a hamstring injury, listed as week to week. Fournette is on IR, done for the regular season, but should be back in the playoffs. Chris Godwin. Remember when they kept saying he dodged a bullet, not going to be serious. And then two days later, oh, yeah, he tore his ACL. Did, uh, so so his I was season's done. Let me just say something, because like everything I saw, like I, I remember that when they're like, yeah, he dodged yeah. a bullet. And, but I kept saying ACL injury. I've never actually saw them say tear unless I'm reading the wrong news reports. 
Yes, he tore his ACL. He did, is that actually official? Because I didn't know that. I just saw yes. AS, ACL injury. ACL never. Yeah, it was any- it was MCL sprain is what yeah. they thought it was, and that he dodged a bullet, and then they did the MRI and went in, and he tore his ACL. Okay. Just so he's to, out for just the year. Just want to make sure. Uh, and then Brashad Perryman is still on the COVID list. So it's Antonio Brown and no one else. It's, what about It's Gronk? Antonio Brown Wait, and my winner, guy, Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden, the pride of the University of North Texas, just running routes out there with his, putting his hand up for old Tom. What, do we care about anybody other than AB? Yeah, I think Gronk you, you can rely on. I, I, think, he played, I know he played. get over or under 30 targets in the next three weeks. <laughs> I think it's close. That would be close. I, he had I think 11. this Sunday, just specifically oh, this game against the Panthers. How many times has he checked down to Gronk? He was so bad in that Saints game. Uh, I don't know if that – some of it was him. Some of it was just Brady just forcing it to him, counting as a target. But he did get targeted 11 times. So yeah. Brady still looks his way, and especially now with all these guys out, he's he's definitely going to be looked upon. Yeah. Also, keep in mind that Tom Brady is a very vengeful person, and they just got shut out for the first time in what – when was the last time he got shut out? Like 15 years ago or something? By Nick yeah. Saban. So there you go. So he is he is not going to be pleased, and he is just going to go out there and destroy this poor, innocent Panthers team that's going to rotate not, QBs. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do it to themselves. Like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, I started my thought about DJ Moore because I saw the alert, and then I never actually finished it. Uh, but he's a game-time decision officially, so just – Keep that in mind. But, you know, Robbie Anderson had one good game, Neil. So. Totally vindicated. Totally vindicated. <laughs> the whole season All is was forgiven. worth it. All is yeah. forgiven. Completely Speaking vindicated. of being vindicated, uh, Terrace Marshall, is he a thing again? No. Was, next year? Uh, next year. Maybe. That was, just, re- that was towards Jack. I just wanted to be... <laughs> Next year, Jack. Possibly Jack, stop! Jack, stop yeah. listening to us. We've, we've. He's no, Marshall I, is going to be on so many of my teams in the 18th round of our best ball drafts. Just yes, he is back there <laughs> doing nothing. I would like to talk more about Matt Rule's uh, grifter status, but we do not have time. It's a different no, show. It's we'll going to take in the at least an hour. No, that's part of my whole college football coach rant. We'll put that on the Patreon. Oh, we'll, you know we'll, we do Patreon we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that later. That's a, that's a, that's a fun show. Well, that's the thing. Patreon.com <laughs> is bringing you streamable content soon enough. So right. to get all of the content you love, you must check out <laughs> patreon.com slash important nonsense. I'm just going to take that clip and then just put it on a soundboard so I can yeah. just play okay. it all the time. That way I don't have to say it. <laughs> uh bears seahawks in the afternoon because what did we all want more bears in prime spots that's what we need more standalone bears games more matt Nagy looking frustrated on the sideline uh we've already Sire. talked about justin fields dealing with the ankle injury so we'll move on from that it's just worth noting that andy dalton is still on the COVID list and so is alan robinson so that mean we we get nick Foles finally potentially mm, potentially finally like you're looking forward to it. Like here's, I mean, can it be worse? Here's the sick yes. part of me, yes. Jordan. This Significantly, is, this is the deep sick part of me that wants to see so good with them. Foles. Them take some time. That's be cautious. That sit out Justin Fields. They start Nick Foles, 
Allen Robinson comes back, 10 catches for 200 oh, yards. That's right. And then they sit Nick Foles, and then it goes right back to him doing nothing the last two games. Jordan, season. take it from a guy who's been watching the Bears his entire life and is about to be 35, okay? It can always be worse at quarterback for the Bears. It, that is that is not a question you want to ask because I'm they'll find you, a way to do it. It's not possible. It's probable. Like, yeah. It's it's going to happen. And also, if Nick Foles is starting that game, there's not enough bleach that I could pour into my eyes to like ever be able to look at anything the same way again after I watched it. So I, there you go. Like, <laughs> uh, on the Seahawks side of it, do we have any faith in any of the Seahawks? I think found it fascinating when they showed the next gen stats uh doing the head-to-head comparison of cooper cup and how he had all of his routes mapped out all over the field being used different ways just finding different creative ways to get him the ball and then dk metcalf and all of his routes are just run down the field and put your hand up all right now run an in route and put your hand up and they just do literally nothing with him and that's why he's never getting the ball so Wow. Is there anyone that we care about on the Seahawks? I, 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 if, I mean, Rashad Penny, Everett. we talked about. Gerald. Yeah, Gerald Everett, Everett has actually Disley, been like the uh, most reliable. You know what, Jason? For, the, for all Seahawks. the throw-ins you've had tonight, that's the one that I'll actually I'll stop for a moment because I like it. That's <laughs> as if I was totally desperate at tight end and just ruined. Sure, Gerald Everett, every chance he falls into the end zone for you. They seem to be looking for it when well he's in, he's in the grab bag of if he falls yeah. in the end zone and he's getting enough work now yep well when did uh wilson come back from injury what week was that it was week 10 against the packers all right let's pull it up i got want to pull up the numbers i i, I want right to see what everett's done here since week 10 everett is tight in 11 yeah yeah he's a streamer he's <laughs> he's he's made it to well, streamer class 31.2 points. Well, he'd be low-end tight end startable. He's tight point. end 14. <laughs> yeah. Well, 13. 13 points per game. There you go. So he's a streamer. Yeah. He's right there. He's a top end of streaming. So there you and, go. And PPR is actually tied in 10. So. Yeah, it's like for, a- for overall points, but he's played more games than a bunch of these guys. The and question points is... Points per game is tight end 13. Right. The question is just weird, because if you've been writing DK Metcalf, do you really have necessarily better options? Maybe, maybe not. Like it's theoretically possible. I think the last four weeks he's been better though. I guess it's theoretically possible. And then it's like Tyler Lockett. I never want to count on Tyler Lockett anyway, as a general rule for fantasy, but again, what are your other options? So it's like, there's, do I have faith in it? Not necessarily. I just question what your replacements would be. Right. And then has Rashad Penny reverted back into a pumpkin. I mean, he was still a pumpkin. (laughs) The one week he had a good game, that's literally because you didn't of, start him. Well, that's how, exactly, but that's how the story of Cinderella works. It reverts. It was a pumpkin and it became a carriage, but it was still a pumpkin, even though it was a carriage very yeah. temporarily. Like the, it was still, thing, it was never not a pumpkin. <laughs> the thing with Cinderella, it's not about what's on the outside. <laughs> it's about what's on the inside. And no, it's how you make the outside look first to sell it. <laughs> And then you see that it's pretty on the inside. You're like, oh, I'll stick with uh, I love. Actually, you know what? We're, we're doing the wrong show. I want Jack breaking down Disney movies and about their inner. Oh, my that, friend! That's coming to the Patreon friend. this summer. That's Patreon.com show. Slash important we need to be doing. We're doing the wrong if show. You want? We've been doing the wrong show the whole time. Disney I will say trivia. this: last week we talked. I talked about the fact that I had Amir Abdullah and Rashad Penny 
as my top pickups the week before and I chose wrong. And uh, it was basically because I didn't care because I was like, who's going to give me the six? One of them. So I don't care which one I get. And that was the week he went off for a 27. But he put up a seven three weeks ago, the 27 and then a six. I mean, he's giving you that solid floor. It's just does he end up in the end zone and make it a great game for you? If you're looking for the upside and a solid floor, like solid flex option, especially against the Bears. No, Are we worried worse. about Alex Collins though? If he comes back from just just yeah, I eating and eating, or he might yeah. get seven carries, which would move the needle slightly. But it's like, are you really worried about it? No. no. Does it? Do I temper expectations slightly? Sure, but I can't be. I can't be more clear on the word slightly. Yeah. Okay. In that sentence. Um, I'm almost. I would have to look. I'm almost positive. While Steve is looking, let's start talking about the Broncos real quick because I'm just going to talk about the Broncos Whoa. here for a moment. We do that anyway. Uh, that's a that's a valid, valid yeah, point, but we're going to do it anyway. That <laughs> game against Houston uh, from two weeks ago when Rashad Penny put up that 27 and had the monster game, Alex Collins played and played 40% of the snaps and had the, seven how carries. Many, there you go, seven carries. I was going to say that's the Alex Collins day. So it didn't, it didn't matter. The, the, seven the production was the same. It's just it was the Texans defense, so Rashad Penny broke a couple for touchdowns. And before we let Neil talk about the Broncos, I would like to add <laughs> Javante Williams without Melvin Gordon. It's a projection. We're not drafting him there. Might be 102 worthy. Oh, oh, you're going to go. Okay. In oh, that I was conversation. Like, Wait, why, why, yeah. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if I go that high, but yeah, no, 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 no. I, I won't draft the him there, but the value Javante Williams, if he's a back end first round running back, exceeds value absolutely yeah well mm -hmm. javante williams might fall into that weird deandre swift slot from from uh this year and he's just just dis exactly well neither neither he, should deandre swift that was the whole point it was yeah. an incredible value you, you also javante, have to hope that the broncos don't sign like a sony michelle or something i hate to tell you man but they're not gonna have the money to do that oh then there you go then never mind they're, they're gonna probably stick with mike boone again because they really like Mike Boone from all reports, and Melvin Gordon's the one who's not going to be there, and they're probably going to have Boone as the backup, and maybe they'll have a third guy, but that's going to be somebody who's going to be willing to play for either the veteran minimum or is going to be a rookie. All that's right. how that's going to work. Fair enough. Then I am uh, no. wheels up on Devontae. So they are out of money already after re-signing their wide receivers, and they are going to spend whatever money is necessary to get a free agent quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. their sacrifices will be made in this offseason, and I think that's one of them. I'm Having still, RB depth is not going to be a priority for I'm them. I'm still like so upset that Corden Sutton signed with them, and now he's doing absolutely nothing. That's a conversation for a different podcast. Yes, it is. Too much time. That's too much time. Right. But Well, the, the that's the question for now, is Teddy Bridgewater took that scary hit. He's ruled out. I'm not sure he comes back this season. We'll see what happens. But for at least this week, it's Drew Locke. Does Drew Locke being under center change the value of any of these pass catchers? Like the running backs don't change at all, but does end. it? You think it makes Fant or Albert O more interesting? That's the only thing that he really seems to go to. I mean, I thought it would be Sutton, but even last well, week, Sutton's really also like, dealing with an injury. It's a point, a different injury than the one that he's been dealing with all season. So Sutton's on the injury report this mm -hmm. week with a different malady than what's been plaguing him. So that's not going to help. The only one that I think it might matter a little bit is Tim Patrick. But I, how, when I say a little bit, I mean like 2%. Because Tim Patrick is Tim Patrick. Yeah, You're playing him. He's touchdown dependent wide receiver three. Sorry, wide receiver like four or five. That's more in that area. 
I am curious. What? What? Look, the Broncos love Alberto. Clearly, like they have cannot telegraph that more to you. Are you going to recommend? Like, I, I can get maybe my head around the idea of not wanting to play Noah Fant in a playoff game, given the roller coaster that is Noah Fant. Are you going to recommend playing Albert O with Drew Locke under center in a playoff game? No. Is that no, what no, we're no, doing no. here? I am recommending that we sell Noah Fant in all Dynasty leagues, and we invest heavily in Albert Akui Boonham going forward. Because yeah, I, I, sure. I'll... If you look at last week, Albert Akui Boonham was better than Noah Fant. More efficient, had more yards. Can't play anyone. And any Broncos wide receiver. We would have had this conversation much earlier, Jack, had had Albert O not been hurt. Right. Yeah. That we would have had this conversation six weeks ago. Because the Broncos were telegraphing it to you in training camp. That they're not satisfied with what Noah Fant is doing for them right now. I would argue that they're not using him correctly, but that's a different conversation. What they yeah. do seem very interested in is Albert O, a, a, an individual that does not cost them anything to roster, hardly. It's like pennies to keep him around, and they love him. They they raved about him last year. They raved about him through training camp again, and then if he didn't get hurt, he was already carving out a nice little job for himself. Well, and just think. Albert Akui Boonham is a much, much better athlete than Robert Tunyon. So when Aaron Rodgers comes to town, <laughs> Albert Akui Boonham in 2022. But I'll stop taking up our time. Let's move on. Uh, the Raiders. So really the only thing to note there, you've got Darren Waller still dealing with his injury, still has not practiced. Um, it Again, it goes into the grab bag, but if, Waller is out again. Foster Moreau still probably somebody just to know. Potential streamer if you're desperate at tight end. And then Hunter Renfro, who's been a PPR monster all season. He had a bad game. Is this anything more than just one bad game, or is it something to be concerned about? He's genuinely hurt. Like, I'm concerned for this season because he's genuinely hurt. Like, he kind of needs to go away and get healthy and come back right next year because he was working on working on something special in my opinion the quarterback thing is going to be interesting to navigate but that's a conversation for next year yeah i think at this point you're going to probably just roll out moreau and jones and hope for the best because renfo doesn't look right and with him out those are the two that are going to see the targets so i don't love i like moreau more this week because it's the broncos but i i think that they they can handle zay jones pretty easily all right. Uh, Steelers, Chiefs, Pat Fryermith, uh, and I put the note on here just for you, Jason, a.k.a. the tight end six since week six <laughs> with 11.8 points per game. Yeah, boy. That's yeah, he's cool. coming off a concussion, not practicing, so just something to monitor if you've been playing Fryermith to this point. We've already mentioned a few you know, potential backups that could fill in if you need be. Uh, the Chiefs have pretty much everybody you would care about other than Patrick Mahomes on the COVID list. Both Kelsey and Hill are both on the list, potentially out. If they don't play, is there anybody no that steps up that would matter? No. I'm okay playing no gray because of the matchup. In the fantasy <laughs> football playoffs. <laughs> you get you. <laughs> Because you know what? There's no hill. I'm not trusting Hardman. I'm not trusting Robinson. No, I am going to go with the tight end that's going to be there. You're not even going to acknowledge that Byron Pringle exists. 
No. Oh, well, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Oh, right. Stop this nonsense. So you're you are so confident in Noah Gray, but I would no, none of to... the receivers that have played. I'm sorry. There. I refer to what we're saying is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jason. <laughs> I would rather trust on Thursday night football, Jeff Swain than Noah Gray. If both the tight ends are out, <laughs> no. it's going to be no great. I'm just—it's just how it's going to work. No, it's yeah, not no. a counter argument. <laughs> That—that's my point. Neither of them matter. This is a yeah. garbage conversation that helps no one. It's like arguing with Donald Trump. Well, I would say <laughs> if it, <laughs> you make an argument, he just goes no, and well, then like that's the end of it. Like, I first would say time if you were desperate, podcast has ever been political. I would say if you were desperate and it was a situation that you were in and those guys weren't playing, I think it makes Daryl Williams slightly more interesting because yeah, he's I'll give you that. catching yeah. back I'll give you that. and he's going to be more of a reliable check down option. But again, than- you have to understand that it comes with the risk of him putting up a one like he did last week. So just it's know that going in. Better than starting Noah Gray. I just, in you get to see GD's now Noah, Noah Gray. Is going to get two touchdowns, and mm-hmm. Jason's going to gloat to the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah oh no, no, much like, longer than that. You think that'll that. end in there? The if he cashes that, we'll hear about that in 2025. Forever. We'll hear. Kelsey uh, <laughs> loves Noah Gray. I'm just put it on his put it on his gravestone like that. It's also like worth noting that uh, Harrison Butker is ruled out of this game already uh, on the COVID list. Elliot Fry will serve as the backup, and they have had at least two field goal attempts every game eight consecutive weeks. So I feel bad for the people. I actually do feel bad if you have Bucker and you have to like scrounge for a yes, waiver. Yes, if you're looking kicker. for a streaming kicker. Yeah. And that's the tricky part too, is I never want to carry two kickers. Yeah. So if you're in a situation where you're in the, you know, second round of the playoffs trying to make it to the championship, Butker will be back and you'd love to have him for your championship game. So you don't really want to cut him. Do you have to carry two kickers? Ugh. Not ideal. God. Yeah. Uh, all right, football team versus Cowboys. The powerful football team that Jordan loves to say so much. Doesn't throw his brain off at all. Uh, J.D. McKissick lands on IR. His season is done. Antonio Gibson dealing with a toe injury that Ron Rivera called, quote, similar to what he dealt with last season, end quote. Are you nervous about Antonio Gibson this week slash the rest of the way? I mean, haven't we? You've started him with an injury this entire season. Like it was the broken right. shin, and now it's the toe. <laughs> uh, he's just held together by duct tape at this point, but yeah. it's working. So yeah, if, he's if putting he's up like pretty far, good games. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know he's a RB eleven, right? That, that that's what he is. Yeah. Somehow, uh, I, don't, I still don't know how the dude does it. The fact that he is still alive for the team is very mm-hmm. odd to me. They are uh, trying to kill the man. Coming off the short week, they still have no quarterback. So uh, are we scared about Scary Terry? Terrifying. Oh, my God. What a, have to be, what a right? sad fall from grace. It's not his fault, but mm-hmm. we were always saying he's quarterback proof, and now that's becoming false. Boy, that's did they the prove thing. us. Wrong. Well, I was going to say, they had to raise the bar on what quarterback <laughs> yeah. That's literally what they had to do to do that. And you look at the advanced metrics and Terry McLaurin, he is the league leader in contested catches. And it's not because he's not getting open. It's because the quarterback is throwing it to him 
in terrible he's, position. He's wide open, no. and the QB throws it to two defenders, and, and that's he has why to go I have beef with. Him. That's why I have beef with Taylor Heineke because he's the reason why Terry McLaurin got that concussion. It's directly Heineke's fault. He had no business throwing that football that caused Terry McLaurin to get injured. He should have thrown it out of bounds or even taken a sack would have been preferable to what he did. He threw it into obvious double coverage, hoping Terry McLaurin could make a play, which I get why you would attempt that. But in that situation, he literally got him killed. He led him into the defender who just blasted him. You can't, you cannot deal with your wide receivers that way. Taylor, if you're listening, like, <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Not anymore. He's out of the fan club. He's too busy listening to Joe Rogan. I'm sure he is. His uh, Taylor Heineke's Patreon costs double for us if he wants to be a patron. He he's got to pay twice. That's that's how that works. That's that's, re- that's respectful. For the entire year. Uh, Cowboy. Uh, Jordan, your note is just Zeke versus Pollard. You want well, to? Well, it's kind of the kind of the same thing with the Edmonds Connor. Well, dilemma. Bef- Okay. Yeah, go on, While go Jordan gets into this too, I'd, I'd just like to add the three r- wide receivers to this conversation. It's the same argument. Who do you pick? Well, uh, Jordan, well, Jordan, go ahead. Well, the thing is, even with Pollard with his torn plaster fasciitis was more effective mm-hmm. than Zeke. Obviously, Zeke got more carries, got in the end zone. Right. But Pollard still looked pretty good and, and was put up a decent score. That's the thing. Like, do we trust Pollard to play him? If you have Zeke, yes. I figure you have to play him. So he's fine in the end zone. So Zeke's yeah, fine. yeah. And, and it, like in PPR zone. scoring, which is of course God's scoring, what we care about here. <laughs> uh, since week ten, every week that he has started and played, Tony Pollard has been an RB two. So wow. yes, if if wow, if he's in the lineup, you are playing Tony Pollard. He is a at at the very worst, he is a flex consideration for you. Zeke Unless is, you're in that six-team league, that yes. has all these. <laughs> Unless you're in that six-team league, Zeke is Zeke. You have to play him. If he's gotten you to this point, then it is what it is. You just hope he lands in the end zone like he did last week. I think the wide receiver discussion is a more interesting one because yes, you do have the possibility of with like we talked about without getting in the end zone. The same problem with Dak, but these guys they just don't have the yardage ceiling. To, because they all kind of cannibalize each other. Like, C.D. Lamb has been okay. He's been kind of the most productive of all of them. But, like, at this point, Amari Cooper is pretty much benchable. I mean, he hasn't been inside the top 30 more than once since week eight. He hasn't been inside the top 20 at all. I think so, Gallup kind of ruined Cooper for me. That that's At that point, when Gallup came back, I was done with Cooper. I figured he was on the bench or on the waivers at that point. Yeah, all of these guys over the last three weeks have finished outside of the top 20. They're all just eating into each other. One of them finishes like high-end 20s, a back-end wide receiver two, and the others finish outside of startable territory. And we just don't know who it's going to be on a weekly basis, and the Cowboys don't care because with the three of them balanced, it's making defenses confused, and they're winning football games, which is all they care about. It's hurting yeah. us, but they don't care. And then every once in a while, Dalton Schultz gets a 20 just to throw gasoline yeah. on everything. Yeah. And that was the thing with last year. Our our argument for, well, you can draft multiple Cowboys because there are multiple good Cowboys, was because even with Andy Dalton, there were six weeks in a row, I believe with a wide receiver one from the Cowboys. And it all, it alternated between Cooper yeah. and Gallup and CD lamb. 
But now, none of them are wide receiver ones. And you know why that happened? Because they actually have a defense that's playing very well. Well, Mm, was true. I mean, that's now they're playing well (laughs) enough that they don't have to throw it to right. I'll get yeah to that uh, to there. They're they're not. They don't have to be in shootouts like they were last season. Yeah, which is a lot of our analysis from the preseason, by the way. Their defense was going to be atrocious, and they'd just be in shootout after shootout again. Hasn't really worked out that way. Somehow, I don't, and nothing's changed. I just don't understand how this defense has gotten so much better this year from last year. The rookies. They're the rookies. It's, it's a hundred percent the rookies. Like the, the, they've they've made a massive difference. I think I think that's a better conversation for the off season, which we're vast fast approaching. But we've got we've got to get through Monday. Michael Parsons before we get rookie there. of the year for me has to be. Oh, um, def- he he might be defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean he's Not in the conversation, rookie. But I think he's defensive rookie of the year for sure. Oh, all right, we finally made it to Monday night. It took us long enough in the Woo! longest podcast in the history of this website. Um, we've, we've done it. It's well, possible. You're, yeah. uh, Steve, we, yeah. we play it. It's the longest non-planned. Look, podcast. and to be, let's look at it this way. Okay. This is the Wednesday show and the Thursday show combined or, or the Friday show combined. So really it's just the two back to back. And it's going to get oh, longer. Hey, and it's going to get longer. Go. Oh, <laughs> somebody is stuck with us for an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, you no, are no, the real Eagles just now checking in. Oh, He's good. Like, oh, hey, good. they're live. I'll ask a question. Okay, good. No, that, that's because good. If he smart. was with us in hour one, he would know that we already talked about Brandon Cooks. But that's fine. We can answer the question anyway. Uh, if, do you think Brandon Cooks plays or not? If he um, plays, obviously you are playing him. Yes. It's very questionable with the new COVID protocols that they have. He has a much better chance than he would have last week to be able to play in this game. And and but, the thing is, if he's cleared even 10 minutes before game time, Brandon Cooks over Tyler, Tyler Lockett and T Higgins, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Really uh, yeah garbage time. If he's out, though, T. Higgins or Tyler Lockett, that's the question. Uh, T. Higgins for me, but I'm confirming that. Yes, T. Yeah, Higgins. T. For Higgins me. for me, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 close, but I, I would give a slight edge to T. Higgins. Yeah. yeah. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, and mm-hmm. Devontae Ab- Adams still scored a touchdown, even though he was facing triple coverage at times. Yeah. That... Yeah. And again, like he had one bad game against Denver, but Denver has a great secondary. And other than that, the previous three weeks, he was wide receiver two, wide receiver four, wide receiver 22 in full PPR scoring. And the last time they played Baltimore in week seven, T Higgins had 15 targets. Yeah. And caught seven of them for 62 yards. So if you play Higgins over Waddle though, Sorry, I just saw the little note at the end. Yeah, because that's the that's the next question, right? I would play. Yeah, I would have Higgins ranked ahead of Waddle. Waddle would yeah. be the two in that scenario. I would still play ah. Waddle over Lockett, but that's funny because yeah, I have it very. It's very close actually. Yeah, with those those are very close to my rankings as well. That's why I was. But I'm gonna go Higgins, Waddle, Lockett. Mm-hmm. We're order. splitting hairs at this point, but I I will dissent. I will go for the Penguin Jalen Waddle over T Higgins. That's fine. I'm not going to argue with you about that. To me, yeah. it's like there, there's still the the about. one the the one the two. Yeah, I am not a crook. 
That's for Jordan. Well, think... isn't, isn't Waddle going? I'm assuming that Waddle gets Lattimore. That's the only thing that I have an issue with. Mm-hmm. So, well, this, this goes to what we're talking about here with the Monday game. Anyway, I know we're going right into uh, it. So, in the ECR, Waddle right now is wide receiver 16. The question is, you know, do you consider Waddle or Parker? flex worthy where do you where do you rank those guys uh Devontae parker right now is wide receiver 28 in the ecr they have only had three games this season when they've played 100 together and in those games on average jalen waddle has had 10.4 ppr fantasy points Devontae parker 15.1 part of that is because he's the only one that's ended up in the end zone but realistically week 13 is the most recent case when they were playing together you had 11 targets for Waddle. He caught nine for 90. Devontae Parker had five targets, caught all of them for 62 yards. Devontae Parker has played limited time this year because he's been dealing with injuries, but he has not had less than four catches or 42 yards all season long. So an 8.2 is the floor that Devontae Parker has given you all season. So with him playing in the lineup, you have to start him. With Jalen Waddle, he's finished inside the top 26 of his last eight games. Granted, a majority of that has been with Parker out, but still, I, I mean, I would start both of them and feel pretty comfortable about it. Are we assuming that two is going to throw it a bunch in this game? I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out this game so much because of how well the Saints did against Brady. I, I don't my, think my, it's... My is melting a little bit on this. The problem is that the Saints rush defense is so good that they're not going to have a choice. That's where I'm going. Even if they want to run the ball a ton, whether it is Duke Johnson, who seemingly took over the job this past week. Or he splits it with Miles Gaskin. Now that Gaskin is finally going to get practice reps and come back ostensibly healthy. I don't know that it matters. And again, to put a bow on that as well, you had Miles Gaskin and Savan Ahmed already. They're getting Malcolm Brown back, who's now working out, coming off of IR. You just reactivated Philip Lindsay, who they claimed off of waivers from the COVID list. And now you've signed Duke Johnson from your practice squad to be an official player for the rest of the regular season. So they have a five-headed monster at running back. The answer to running back in Miami is I don't trust a single one of them. I feel like they're going to rotate a couple of guys and see if any of them can make something happen. But nobody has made anything happen against the Saints defense all season. Like Tony Pollard broke a 50-plus yard touchdown for the Cowboys on that Monday night game. But other than that, like they're not giving up big plays. The Cowboys did nothing the rest of that game. They're shutting people down on the ground. And if you rush the ball on first and second down and get a grand total of two yards, yeah, you don't really have much of a choice but to throw the ball on third down. Because we're getting a lot of questions, and I'm getting a lot of questions, especially in the background about Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, oh my God, where do you have Duke Johnson in your waiver wire pickups? What what do you do about Duke Johnson? And I'm like, I don't think about Duke Johnson very much if you're going to need him for a playoff game because – you're going to count on that against yeah, the, a, in a he hideous has no matchup. No value in dynasty, and if, yeah. if you're in this point, like more than likely, as much as I hate to say it, like Miles Gaskin, if you were playing Miles Gaskin, you're not in the second round of the playoffs, so it yep. doesn't really matter. I had to do that. Yeah, and yeah. I actually found my first gray hair in my beard, and I named it Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Smart. That's all I have uh, to say. And then we wrap it up with, can you play anyone on the Saints with how good the Dolphins' defense has been? Kamara. Uh, you're going to have a choice about playing Kamara. 
Well, also okay, anyone you, other uh, than the obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If like Taysom been, Hill. Yeah, I was gonna say if you've been had like Taysom Hill didn't do much for you last week, so you're probably not in the second round if you had right. to use Hill. But if you have to, and your other quarterback isn't worth starting, then you have to play him. Like the rush. What, what quarterback isn't worth starting though? Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. You have a fan that agrees with you. In terms <laughs> yeah. Of J Max 12. Yeah. Taysom Hill all the way. But so. I yes. actually wrote that. That was me. That no. <laughs> no, So definitely not. I don't know that I could go back to the well with Taysom Hill. I'll, I'll go around the horn on this. Uh, uh, Taysom Hill, or let's assume Lamar sits. Taysom Hill or Tyler Huntley. Jack, go. Tyler Huntley. That. Yeah. That's not even a question. Tyler Huntley, and it's not close. Yeah, we kind of did. We we kind of did, but the uh, the thing is, let's we're gonna bookend the show here with it because if we're directly talking about, you mean somebody wasn't tuned in two hours ago for this conversation? Thank you for participating in the show. Um, I'm assuming that's our friend Joe McCarthy. I I am so positive about anything in my life that's our friend Joe McCarthy. I. Personally, I'm a big fan of McCarthyism. So positive that that's Joe McCarthy writing this to us right now. And if it is Joe, I'll talk to you in about 10 minutes about this. We'll have this mm-hmm. conversation in the background. And we'll let you know why Jordan McDonald is wrong. <laughs> I'm usually wrong. That's 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 okay. that's fair. Well, okay, so it's, let's put it's it to Huntley you. and it's not close. Give me yeah, okay, I think yeah, everybody I, agrees that it's I Huntley and it's not close. So then what's the Mendoza line for Taysom Hill? Because Taysom Hill opens the ECR at quarterback 11. So what's the Mendoza line for it? Where would You're you? You're not where, giving what, me other options. I don't. Oh, fair know. enough. What's your? Okay, uh, that's a good. Thank you for that. It's, getting, it's been two <laughs> hours, and my brain yes. is becoming Swiss cheese. Uh, Taysom Hill or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Taysom Hill or Kirk Cousins? Taysom Kirk Hill. Cousins. Mm, oh, we got a splitter. Oh. I love Cousins though. Cousins was so uh, I know against, you do. That's he was so bad against the Bears though. That's you go in with your heart. I get that. It's fine. I'm going with his numbers because he's so consistent. Kirk Cousins has finished outside the top 15 against Pittsburgh and Chicago, and now he's playing the Rams. I'm not playing Kirk Cousins if I can. Yeah, so he has to throw? Okay, I'm good with that. He has to throw. He also has to get sacked. Aaron Donald's going to eat his lunch all day long. He probably will. Taysom Hill or Dak. That's the thing. Garrett Bradbury, the center, not that great. If they really wanted to, they could even play with Aaron what we Donald talked about earlier, Dak. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then, see, a lot of these just aren't compelling. Uh, Taysom Hill or Justin Fields? Taysom Hill. Hill. Yeah, probably Taysom Hill. So that's kind yeah. of where you're at. So you're basically saying it's like, yeah, everybody kind of is like, you're looking, you really are looking at Taysom Hill at around Taysom Hill 11, 12 is kind of where you're at. Like, Unless Justin Fields gets a full practice in on Friday, then I may start him. I I probably will. This is what I'm saying. Hill or Russ against the Bears. Legitimate question. Now I'm a legitimate question. Yeah. I I can't try. It's Taysom Hill for me. It's Taysom Hill. It's a mallet finger that I just think has destroyed Russ, and they shouldn't have been playing it at all. Ah. I will disagree with you because the real reason Russ sucks is surprise Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. 
Yeah. Jinx, you owe me Mr. a piece. Mr. Their lack of any O-line right. that has plagued them for, what, five years that eventually was yeah. always going to bite them? Like, yeah. no matter what you did, it was eventually going to eat you. But, no, I don't want to, like, completely crap on Taysom Hill because he had a bad game. And, I'm look, I'm not a Taysom Hill fan. I've been pretty open about this over the years. I don't enjoy watching him play. But as far as, like, fantasy purposes, he's in that 11-12-13 kind of neighborhood. No matter how you want to skin it, he's going to end up being there. It's just the way that it is. Yeah. Like it's not no you hold your nose and you, you don't watch the game and you hope that he gets two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Well, what about the other side of the ball? Talking about quarterbacks. Two okay, now I'm positive. Now I'm <laughs> positive I know who I'm talking to. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have a real question it's though. Young Hui Ku. It's Young Hui Ku. It's Young Hui Ku. Really? He hasn't been good this Jack, year. Jack, it's not a real question. I'm very familiar but with But I think that's, that has to do with more of the Atlanta <laughs> offense than it does with Youngway Koo. Yeah. <laughs> they stole out. And, and it's against Detroit. So. Yeah. Jack, the man who asked us that question has seven Youngway Koo jerseys. One for each <laughs> to count up to seven. Okay? Like, I know that guy. <laughs> Is one of them a Chargers jersey? Sure. Probably. Yeah, I mean, sure. odds would be, yeah. A Texas jersey? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think anybody else in that neighborhood, probably not. Tua in the same game, I'm probably I'm it's, going Hill. I, I go I'm Hill. going Hill. Like it's it's like yeah. we, we have this tendency to come off very negative about Taysom Hill. When in reality, I want to provide context. Derek like, Carr, well, yeah, be Taysom Hill. Yeah, sure. Taysom Hill. Like Jimmy Gorgeous, he gives you the a higher floor, I guess. I think but... Jason might be the only one willing to take a shot on. But Jimmy is it an Gorgeous. advertisement? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, are we selling it was a commercial. Greek yogurt? Yeah. Are, right. selling are, Greek we, yogurt. Are, are we selling fantasy football points or mm-hmm. are we selling sex? Because if we're selling sex, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Gorgeous is always the answer. All right, that's yeah. fair. It, did he hit on, was that Aaron Andrews? Who did he hit on that was, uh, <laughs> uh, no, he went, after, after the game. Oh, I thought you were No, okay. So, game. okay. I'm not uh, Do we have time to get into this? Like I know what he's no, talking about. No, no, we don't. No, we have time, time for keep going on these tangents. Jason just dropped a non-contact We had this wrapped and- up. This was done and buried. <laughs> we and- were wrapping the show and then suddenly now oh we're God. back I on I can't do it. I'm not allowing this show to end. We're having too much fun. All right, well, too I am longer. having fun. This has been enjoyable. Jason, like, are, this we has been a lot your, of fun. are we cutting into your video game time though? Like, I mean, if yes, the amount of times that Jason got mad at us for going over on Fridays because he wants to play video games, that's too that, bad. That's a legitimate reason. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's now 10 p.m. I'm ready to go to bed. All right, we're fan participation. <laughs> Thank Aaron you, Joe Andrews. Mac X12. It was Aaron <laughs> Andrews. I appreciate the comment. Wonderful. We appreciate the clarification. Thank you <laughs> from the audience. That is correct. It was Aaron Andrews. And there's a hilarious gif that My is God. too inappropriate for this show. Way follow. off the rails here. So far off the rails. This has been my favorite show, though. I think this is. The- is that really I, the I, knowledge I you came You're welcome. here for? Yeah, all the random <laughs> is what I'm here for. What has this show become? <laughs> all right. I don't know. I, I, I next- genuinely wonder yeah, that. Tune in next week. I, and according to Jack well, for well, the hundredth time. Hold on. Before we sign off, I would like to put it out to everyone in the audience. Oh, Hit us up with your questions as we sign off, because even if we're signing off, we'll interrupt our goodbyes, our salutations, our 
See you next time to give you actionable fantasy football advice. Sure, sure. What I was going to say is tune in next week for Jack's Disney hot takes, which is going to be the new show that replaces oh, everything buddy. that we've been doing for the last five. We're oh, just going to do that. that. I'm just telling you. We're just producing that. That's what we're doing. Again? That's, you we got to do, do something not. in the summer. No one cares you about do. fantasy football. Okay. We're going to do that show. It's much more You popular. do not right. want to play me in Disney scene it, my friend. You destroy me, especially. Steve might be able to give you your money, but Steve might be able to give you I'll referee it. I'm adding it to the to the list. Jack Disney hot takes. There's our summer plans. That's what we're doing. I'm not kidding. Does that include Marvel properties? Because I'll join you for those. No, it's all Disney. Star Wars, Sure, oh, come on okay. down. If it's owned by Disney, don't don't give him the satisfaction, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Oh, I, yeah. I was just going to say up. this will be a question I, for next time. Him, don't give him <laughs> the satisfaction. All right. This is just the uh, best and worst at show. Nonsense done. underscore Steve at nonsense <laughs> underscore Neil at Javanaugh eighty seven, who's had way too many Bloody Marys already. Uh, at Donald McJordan down there on the bottom at that FF nerd. Uh, thank you all for following along. Again, these guys won't be around on Friday, but send us those questions. Uh, join us in the Discord. And yes, happy holidays to everybody. Happy out holidays, there. everyone. Hope you enjoy your time with your families. And uh, until next week, everybody, just keep up the nonsense. Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevere. I'm Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you can find all the guys at importantnonsense.com. Kaboom!